Let me know when's. When what? When starts. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. listeners uh i call you listeners because that's what you're doing uh i'm ian and i'm david and this is sneaky dragon episode 338 thanks for uh i assume all of you have listened to every one of the episodes so let me thank you in advance for uh, all the, all that time you've put into this show mm-hmm. can you imagine someone li- i can't imagine that i've done that many episodes like <laughs> it shocks me that we technically have listened to that many episodes i guess we where have. did we get the time i barely listen while we're doing the show though so right don't worry about it i mean uh, you've you, you you've watched uh, you you've, you've missed your children growing up never they're gone i miss i miss them growing up yeah i do miss them growing up you're right when you say that oh i really do miss that well uh try to find one of those fountain of youth potions and mm. see if you can just like reverse it Reversing? all and start again yeah yeah, but don't I, do a big John Little John thing where they grow and then shrink because that's just creepy. I'm the least nostalgic person you'll meet, but uh, oh, I'm married to I think the least nostalgic person. Oh, I'll is that meet. right? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm the second least nostalgic person. Do you have meet. as your uh, Twitter slogan or whatever the pinned remark? Nostalgia is poison. <laughs> No, because if I not, don't. then I'm going to say she's probably but, like number one. But You're I agree a real with that. tight number two. I agree with that. Yeah. Why? Why do you dislike nostalgia? Even though, let me just say, okay. later in the show, you'll be playing some songs from the past. I will be playing and songs from the past. You and I have done a Beatles podcast. Mm-hmm. You and I have done a Tintin podcast. Yep. You and I will soon be doing a Marx Brothers podcast. Sure. So to say that you are the least nostalgic person. Well, because, okay, I'll just argue that uh, from the point of Tintin and the Marx Brothers or the Beatles is that a lot of those things are not based in nostalgia. They're based in in a present love of those things. Okay. There's things from my past that I read and enjoyed that I no longer regard as being that great. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So, you know, I, I think that I have the critical acuity or at least the, the ability to separate my uh, a nostalgic glow of something from the from its reality and and admit when things are bad um but most music that i like beatles included is things that some of it i heard in my youth but a lot of it i heard in my early adulthood okay you know the beatles would be included in that like i didn't i couldn't afford you know or even had the time as a teenager or a young person to pursue an interest in the Beatles. I wasn't that kind of person, mm-hmm. you know. So it was more when they started releasing the the CDs in the early late '80s, I guess. That sounds about right. Late '80s, yeah. I started, that's about yeah. when CDs were coming out. Yeah. Sure. That I started to like buy and be interested in the Beatles. There's a uh, website on Facebook called uh, Vancouver uh, Sentimental Sentiment Nostalgic and Sentimental Pictures. Sure, sure. I think, and I enjoy looking at it, mm-hmm. and it's interesting seeing what the city was like. Yeah. Uh, and there's some things I think are better. I think there's some things that are worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's always someone who will come on and go, "Things were better then." And uh, <laughs> no, no, they were no, they yeah. nece- they weren't necessarily better then. Not I mean, there's aspects. Yes, sure, sure, agreed. Yeah. But it was just like it should all go back to that. That's the way it mm-hmm. should be. And we should all ride horses around. And that's when we were the happiest. It's like no, that's when you were the youngest. And that's when you have certain yeah. memories of like when you were the strongest sure. and most vital and most impactful. Uh, but no, things were had their their pluses and their minuses. I'm miss in vancouver how many uh movie theaters there were there was like uh, so many movie theaters on granville mm-hmm. street and that was mm-hmm. my place to escape to and i loved it yeah. and uh, i'd come and i'd watch movies all day and it was just amazing 
But realistically, one now I don't have to escape. Yeah, I like my home, and uh, <laughs> you know I, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not bullied or anything, so I yeah. can, I'm I'm good. And then also I've got access to almost any movie in the world to Except watch. Except by your wife who keeps telling you your nostalgia. Yeah, stop poisoning. being so nostalgic. It's poison. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I can watch uh, almost any movie. I've got a pro- uh, I've got a projector. I could like set up a screen. Sure. I could like uh, yeah. yeah, and and there are still like uh, movie houses for seeing things, and also the screens are huge. And, uh, and you know, a lot of movies are pretty damn good now, too. Like, yeah, I, I, I like seeing a movie. Yeah. Everything's, things are fine. <laughs> it came around in a weird circle. I did, you know, because, like, there's a bit of me that's like, oh, I miss all of this. Yeah. Then I'm looking about, like, well, what movies were you seeing? Well, I saw Overboard, mm. and I saw, you know, it's like, well, no, those were not the... Would you rather be watching movies now, yeah. or, or am I watching like a whole bunch of '80s and '90s movies at home because I can? Like, no, you know, once in a while I will, but most of them were were shit. It was yeah. just, you know, it was fun to have the experience of sitting and watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those things were nice, but you're right. I mean, whoop de doo. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay, whoop de doo is a is a fair is a fair is a fair. I mean, point. if someone who's looking, you know, when you tell someone, oh, well, it used to be. You know, so many movie houses and stuff and blah, blah, blah. To someone who's younger than us, I mean, their reaction is, that's their reaction. Is, yeah, uh-huh. it depends if they like movies. Shrug. <laughs> yeah. But they have, they have the, you know, they like movies, but they their movie delivery system is different than how we got our movies. And that's what they're used to. And so what right. we had, what we had is, is in a way meaningless. Well, let's look at this too. All right. We just, we saw, uh, recently we saw uh, like a, a Deadpool 2 or an Infinity War. Both of, both those, uh, good, very good films in very different ways. Mm-hmm. Superhero movies. Yep. And then, uh, and then you look at like, I remember lining up for Batman and it was an insane lineup. Okay. Insane lineup. That was like at least an hour and a half lineup to see Batman. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to line up for those movies. You just get your tickets in advance. <laughs> yeah, you know where your seat is. You go get your seat. Yeah. Pretty great. Mm-hmm. Pretty great. And yeah. in the case of Deadpool, you're not a drinker. But if you want to have a, a beverage, want a beer, you have a beer there. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing. Those seats are raked. So you never have the, the situation mm-hmm. of like having to look over yeah. someone's head or feeling guilty because you're tall, sure. but you're married to someone who's not as tall as you. Yeah. So you're always going, do you want to change, do you want to change seats? Cause this person just sat in front and then you sit and now you got to sit behind big head and it's no good. <laughs> and you never know whether you're going to sit behind big head and you got to yeah. make a thing out of it. No, it's great. It's all, uh, it's all really, really, really nice. And I'm going to say both Infinity War and, uh, Deadpool 2, I say were better than Tim Burton's Batman. I'll throw that out there as well. I didn't like Tim Burton's Batman very much. So, so you are arguing with me or against me? <laughs> I guess I'm with you. Because, oh, with me. Okay, good. Because I didn't enjoy Batman's Tim Burton's Batman, so almost anything was better. than t- I enjoyed The Witches of Eastwick more than Tim Burton's Batman, and All that right. came out the same year, I believe. Sure. It feels like it did. It feels like I saw that those sort of things in a block at that time. I'm a little confused still with Witches of Eastwick as to the devil's bad. Like, I'm not sure whether he's bad or not. It seems like he's ineffectual. Well, he hurt some other people really badly. Like I hardly the, remember that the, film at all, to be honest made with Made a person vomit all this cherries and stuff, and there were some oh, yeah. really bad things, and uh, he really hurt some other people. He, but then, he may have had a cherry but allergy, what but a, he saved them from What him. a lovable rogue he is at the end, and it's like, that's fine. <laughs> is he a lovable rogue? Yeah, because he, he kind of like, like a... opens them up, and yeah. you know what? All those women who are just uptight, they just needed a, 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 some good sexing by the devil. Yeah. And now, now they're fine. That's mm. all they really needed. Yep. Because that's the era of the film that we're in, and uh, that's considered progressive back then. Yeah, yeah. You know, you need a little Jack Nicholson. That'll uh, (laughs) that'll that'll open you up. Now you can now you can play the cello. I guess Jack Nicholson is the author stand-in. Oh, it's something something. You know, he's the. You know, you need a little more me. Yes, and that was also in the era where, uh, for some reason, we all at once. 
uh, as a society went, do you know the sexiest instrument? The cello. Did we say that? Well, there was. There was a lot of like women playing cellos, sexy right. cello I'm thinking playing. of there's the cello in uh, one of the Timothy Dalton uh, James Bond films. There's also... Remember they in... ride it? They ride it down a, down a ski slope. Sure. It's pretty sexy. There's also uh, <laughs> Laurie Singer playing the cello in something. I'm not sure what it was. Was it Shortcuts? Uh, it, you know what? It could have been Footloose. It could have been Shortcuts. It could have been many, many things. Was it Footloose? You know what? Thrown. I could. Be, it could have oh. been. It could have been Fame. I don't know. I just remember she played the cello in an extremely sexy way mm. in a movie that was fairly generic to me. Hmm. It's a good Dan Hicks song, My Cello. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's good. What if? All right. So, got everyone out there, if you're looking at uh, theme songs for Dave, uh, songs that mention cellos in them. There you go. First gun I ever saw. Was looking down the barrel. So, is that an actual lyric from the actual, thing? That's how the song starts. Yeah. Oh wow! And you don't even care about <laughs> lyrics. So those must be good lyrics. Well done. He's very good. Um, we've uh, come to the end of uh, not quite the end of a month, but we've come to the end of the hardcore promotion of Sparks. Yep, we're not month. talking about it anymore. Oh, that is so incorrect. Oh, uh, no, no, no. As long as this is still a royalty-based system, we are talking about Sparks <laughs> till the end of time. By the way, if you want to go to our uh, Sparks website, which is separate than SneakyDragon.com, uh, that's SparksComic.com, and that'll take you to Nina Matsumoto's website with a whole bunch of information on uh, Sparks and how to order things and shirts and mugs and uh, see our reviews and what and whatnot. But you were involved in two of the three big things that we did uh, this this month you yes. were part of the car wash i did the car wash you were part of the bake sale i was in part of the bake sale i did not take part in the bottle drive though i missed no. out on that i'm sorry and we had to uh, guess how many puppies were in a jar <laughs> 56 it turned out no it turned out dave hmm? one there's only one puppy yeah but it was a very reflective oh, jar it was really? a little bit of a trick because it would have been cruel to put more than one my, puppy in that jar my, my guess was well off the mark. well you couldn't have entered because I, you were a part of the oh, uh, that team right? that created the book okay i stretched scratch that i entered i did not enter at okay all. good i, I ignore, appreciate ignore that. what i just said a little <laughs> whew, i didn't realize there was a issue there yeah the first thing we did this uh, this month was at uh, eighth dimension we did the free comic book day which was uh, that was great very fun that was a lot of fun and then the next thanks to everyone who came out to say yeah hello. thanks so much for coming out and uh, thank you for your coloring skills on that that's i think it's just a You're nice welcome. little treat like what we we're doing this i draw a cat badly nina matsumoto who's the artist on sparks mm-hmm would draw a cat well, yes, and then you would color them both in beautifully, and they would like hand you. them to people, and you do that nice little—I uh, uh, don't want to say seductive—but it was just a very nice blowing on your uh, your uh, your ink. <laughs> I was just trying to, to make dry. it dry. Oh, I, I understand. Okay, I understand. It wasn't as a seductive well, thing. Well, it was pretty. We're selling these books to children, sir. No, we're selling them to the parents. The parents are buying it for the children. That's true. You're doing a little something for the moms I, and the I, occasional I dad. For, it is for the who moms. fancy this sort of thing, <laughs> and uh, you're doing the old. Well, I've colored it in for you, and then the old. There yes. you are, and it's like the beautiful breath, puckered <laughs> lips, presenting it, open face to the uh, to the parent, uh, you know, who's now regretting that they're uh, married, and uh, yeah, they take they take that away and they enjoy it. Well, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, the next two two of the fellows at work ordered it over uh, from Amazon. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Cool. So they're for their youngins or for themselves. One for his youngin, because I gave him one. I gave him my copy of the free comic book day comic I took away. Oh, good, good. So I gave it to him. Nice. I thought, well, I I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little thing I can put in a box and forget about for thirty years till I'm till I pass out, pass away, and my children have to deal with it. Um, <laughs> they just chuck it in your grave. So yes, <laughs> there you go, tongue. Dad. Take it. Take this. Um, you can take it with How you. How about five songs about heaven, Dad? <laughs> 
Sits up, starts to... <laughs> um, Nobody got too much happen no more. <laughs> uh, um, the, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so I gave it, I gave that book to him. Because I thought, well, I'm not going to really need this. So right. I, I gave it to him for his... Because he has a, a, a six-year-old. Did you uh, color anything and then blow on it and then... And I did not. He didn't need to, I didn't need to sell it. It was free. That's, That's good. That's sell, sales enough. Uh, but he, his son really liked it, so he ordered it online. And then my... Uh, Warehouse manager at work, he bought one just to see what I'm doing. Oh, that's so nice. That's nice, too. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, the next week, Nina and I were in Toronto at TCAF, and we got a lot of people who had seen the, the free comic book day book, which was really nice. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and and then a lot of people just buying it off the cover, liking, liking mm. the look of it and liking mm-hmm. the, the angle on it, which was a nice surprise to us. And as we said last week, you know, sold uh, almost all of the 100 copies we had. We were yeah. one short. Yeah, you hit one under the table to... to Make, prove me wrong. <laughs> that's let's, right. Let's fuck Dave over. Yep. And then, I, as I said, I hand sold it on the plane. Yeah. Uh, you know, would you like a box of uh, of, uh, of airplane tapas? It's like, what if I gave you this? Like, ah, <laughs> yes, you got. So I got bags of olives. Um, and then the next week, uh, we we did a, a van calf, which yes. we just 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 did. Uh, and again, thanks so much for coming out and spending your weekend with us. I know your weekends are valuable; they're your days off. Mm. Uh, and it was just—it was really nice having you uh, having you there for that. Again, doing your seductive coloring <laughs> for the people, the erotic <laughs> art of uh, cat coloring. <laughs> I guess it is. I didn't. Yeah. I'm just trying to keep it from smearing on the uh, title page. Sure are. That's the way it goes. <laughs> um, no, it was also nice because we had a uh, former guest of the show and pal, Steve Skosh, was directly behind us. Yes, that was fun. I talked to him a lot. And Kitty show. Corner, too, was my wife, Pia, who's also been on the show. Mm-hmm. Pia had a good time with Steve because they got to gossip about the industry. Ah, nice. So I heard them like really like nattering, mm. like a couple of hens. Um, <laughs> and they uh, they were having a really good time together. So that was uh, that was quite nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we again. And once uh, again, thanks to uh, any sneakers who happen to, happen to have yes. the time to come on by. That was really nice. Uh, like to shout out to Jay Guerra who brought his entire family. It looked like yes, so that uh, one of his, I'm gonna assume niece, niece or nephew. I can't quite. Sorry, it's all a blur now. I do remember you, Jay. The rest of your family are just a a group of people who came with you. But uh, it was it was uh, like a cartoon show. Jay and friends. That's right, Jay and friends. And uh, yeah, that was really nice. I'm pretty sure it was a it was a girl. So I'm gonna say niece. Okay, throw it out there. Uh, I'm going to assume you're putting all your money on that. I'm putting all my money. Let's spin the wheel and see where we land. (laughs) (laughs) And that wheel's going to be spinning forever. So we're going to put that over there. Let's spin it. We'll let it spin forever. We did give a couple of uh, Sneaky Dragon pins out to people who mentioned Sneaky Dragon. Yeah. But wait, here's a a thing that happened to me yesterday. Oh, okay. Just parallel. uh, I'll tell you a little quick story. Sure. So uh, yesterday, uh, both P and I are having a little uh, tough time with some stuff we were doing work wise. It was like a little frustrating. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to do run some errands. So I go out in the back alley, and I'm walking down my alley, and as soon as I walk out into the road, uh, three people on bikes are coming by. And one goes, hey, Ian Boothby, I love your show! And they just keep driving. And uh, I have no idea what show they were talking about. Oh, that's nice. Uh, But it was like, well, that was very nice. I was like, hey, thanks! And uh, off they went. Probably, judging by the percentage-wise, it's probably a critical hit. Could be. Yeah. 
Could be. I don't know. I don't put. Yeah, I don't. I don't put my mush up for this show uh, very often. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. That's nice. That's nice. Uh, yeah. Very, very, very pleasant. But, all, but also, yeah, there were quite a few people who were fans of Sneaky Dragon. There was a couple of people who were fans of Sneaky Dragon who came to who were a TCAF, which is always like a neat thing. Mm. And some people that were fans of Sneaky Dragon that were not from Toronto, that were from like other places in the world that just came to TCAF, and I was like, oh, even even that. That's 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 quite neat. But yeah, we had some uh, hey, how you doings? I always wonder like if they know what we look like. Mm-hmm. Because uh, there's always that beat where you and I just start talking to each other a little bit, yeah. and and the, and then they be quiet, and it's like, oh, you think you can't talk now because we're talking, or maybe it's the novelty <laughs> of like, oh, it's just like the show, but it's like in person. <laughs> I should like stand back and watch this. Yeah, you know, we're doing that. Uh, we're doing our little back and forth. <laughs> we we had it. that with like we do he- it naturally. Remember that we had that with uh, Heather Gilbraith once when she was. Uh, she, we we met her in front of the oh that's uh, right yeah the office and it was like oh I wonder why Heather's not talking I hope we're not saying anything that's offending her and then yeah. she just went no this is like watching the show <laughs> it's neat <laughs> just just trying to be an audience well well we just naturally natter yeah we're natural natterers and so she this, was she was there by the way selling Heather, her stuff which Heather is great there. and yep. uh, Kathleen Gross was there selling stuff Je- Jeff Ellis was there selling uh, all this stuff you know all these guests former guests of the show were uh, were were mm-hmm. hanging about yep yep as if it's as if we draw from Van Calf for our inspiration for this show. Mm-hmm. Oh, and have you cooled down, by the way, from the hot box that was the... Uh, <laughs> it was Saturday. Yeah, that was the Saturday. That was nuts. Yeah, we're but in the gym, which is the hottest of the two rooms that they Yeah, had. it was very hot. And it's very strange that the gym is the hotter room than the, uh, what, the room that has a bunch of glass doors. Yes. You'd think a gym would have a pretty good circulation system to it. Although, to be fair, I play volleyball in a racquetball court and... You know, the five or six of us when we're playing turn it into a smelly sauna as well. Maybe you so. want a good sweat. Maybe a gym is where you want to have sure. it sweat it up. Yeah. But you've also been frisbeeing. We do that outside. Outside. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, I put a uh, video on the Sneaky Dragon Facebook page that I think you need to see. I don't know if you saw it. Okay. It was linked by Edgar Wright. Uh, he was talking about how this was, uh, I think, like, he's a horror fan. Uh, and he went like, this was the most horrific thing he ever saw when he was a kid. Okay. It terrified all the kids in school. Sure. And it was one of these where like the Frisbee goes into the power plant in England. Okay. And the, and uh, and uh, one kid's like, oh no, our Frisbee. And the girl's like, you should go get it. And it's like, <laughs> I can't. It's, uh, I can't. It's, uh, it's, it's in the power plant. Oh, it's okay. Some kids were in there uh, yesterday. They opened the the, the, the fence, right. and he's uh, like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know about this." These are <laughs> these are children, young children. Uh, but they they had older a, voices back yeah. then because it was a different time. I thought it was Andy Cap that was it Andy, Andy Cap? Cap doing uh, this. Uh, Flo, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> no, you should go in. So he goes in, and, uh, and we can't uh, pay the rent without the frisbee. <laughs> Oh, I'm going pub. And then I'll smack you in the mush, because that's the way we did it back then. Um, so, yeah, they uh, pull the uh, fence back a bit and sneak in, mm. and he goes to reach for the uh, frisbee, accidentally touches the electrical thing, and dies. And then it's a news story about the dead child oh. who got killed trying to reach his frisbee. That is horrifying. It was horrifying to don't, the kids. Don't play with metal frisbees. That's the lesson that I've yeah, learned. Yeah, and... Uh, Can I tell you my horror, horror image that's has stuck in my mind since I was a young lad? Oh, I'd love to hear it, please. This is a Sunday morning, which I seems really weird. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, that was that was a sneeze of terror. It's a sneeze of terror. All right, go ahead. Uh, that's what that's what my book is called. <laughs> sneeze of terror. Um, Tales to make you sneeze. The blowing. <laughs> uh, so, 
It was a show. I have no idea what the surrounding part of the show was, oh, okay. but this is the image that is stuck in my mind my entire life. Sure. Which is that someone opens an old-fashioned refrigerator. Yes. And this blue corpse of a child rolls out of it. Oh. Like a dead child oh, who's gotten himself. Yeah, yeah. And like, why is that on on a Sunday morning? I've always wondered that question. There was there was a about two or three years where kids in refrigerators was a big thing like mm. don't go in a refrigerator yeah. something happened it was just like that's the thing that taught me a lesson it's like nowadays that's uh, why i've never got past the first five minutes of the fifth indiana jones film oh sure yeah Can't. that makes sense yeah yeah you see him going Can't the fridge is like well he hasn't seen it because this is in the past yeah yeah he doesn't he, know he doesn't know well, i do I just turned it off. I right. Said, I know it's going to happen. And then you're like, well, wait a minute. So you go in the fridge. Why can't you open it? Why can't you kick it with your legs? That's what I didn't understand as a kid. I was well, like, you're why little. Can't you? Well, you're little, but st- you're not. You can open a fridge no, door from the outside. They're pretty. Why can't you open it from the inside? Is there a suction? Well, there's thing? a there's a lever. There's a. They actually had a, a lock. Oh, that's your problem. It's a latch. It's a latch. That's your yeah. problem. You yeah. know what you need is you need something in the fridge. That's why. That's well, like a. You definitely need something in the fridge. And why didn't they make this fridge makers? That's in the fridge, <laughs> yeah. which is like a button that's on the fridge, yeah. like on the side. A that safety you can, one. That yeah, you can slap, yeah. and then the door just opens. Mm-hmm. Huh? So we don't do all that other shit. Get, well, you know, it's one of those things where it doesn't occur to people the what will happen when they're thrown out. Because it wasn't them mm. sitting in the house. Yeah. Because no, no, no one's going to crawl into the, you know, no sane person's going to crawl into their fridge There's when it's no full room. of food. Yeah, it's got, it's got stuff in it. Right. But when it was thrown away, and they were sitting in dumps and stuff like that. I don't think it happened very often, but I but think kids would go into play hide and seek. Yeah, they get locked in, get locked inside, and they suffocate. And suffocate. That's right. Yeah, because it's sealed. Like so, you know, it was a big deal when they invented fridge doors that have the seal that locks when you close right. it. They, I mean, and, and then they start taking the doors off, and then that was what was, was recommended. It's weird yes. when there's something that's like immediately everyone goes, "Oh my God, uh, fridges!" and and then you got to deal with that. <laughs> You know the closest thing, like recently, yeah. Uh, and I don't know what set this off, mm-hmm. but it was just like, oh my gosh, that was fast. Yeah, straws, straws. Like yeah. in the last year, yeah, they've like, certainly like, taken a turn. Like there was one video. I know it's a disturbing video, but it's the turtle that has the straw up his nose. Yeah, and for some reason, everyone saw that yeah. and just went, "Fuck straws." Yeah, like we all just went at once, just like, nope. Uh, I guess straws are done. Mm. And like we like straws. Everyone likes straws. You drink yeah. stuff with straws. You drink straws. I don't use life. straws myself, as you know, but I you don't. That's fine. Well, except when you're having like a milkshake. When I have yes, when you or have a milkshake, you have a slurpee. A slurpee. Yep, I yeah. use a straw. Or you know, uh, something along those lines. Yeah. So those straws are too big to go up a turtle's nose. Depends on the size of the turtle. Turtles are that's large. true. Turtles can be large. Like a Flo and Eddie from the Turtles. They it? could go up uh, one of their noses. <laughs> well, they put plenty of things at their nose. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, they were around in the 70s. Uh, dollar bills, straws, all kinds of things were used. <laughs> um, they, uh, probably bigger denominations than dollar bills. I don't know why I said dollar bills. Um, the um, interesting, I was reading an article actually about, about straws because this person was, uh, was uh, showing statistically that straws actually make up a negligible part of plastic waste. Like in terms of like stuff they found on beaches and things like that, right. straws are practically non-existent. Uh, what's real? What the real garbage that's like piling up in the ocean is is plastic fishing nets and things like that from commercial fisheries. Oh. That is the real garbage. That's the real the real like. How could now answer this to to me if you can? Also, your phone rang, so if you need to check it, that's okay. That's all right. Um, how can that be? Because like, look at the sheer amount of fast food restaurants, mm-hmm. and every one of them, every table has straws. Yeah. And every one of those straws gets thrown out. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, that's just so many straws. We have like an organized system to take garbage and throw. Like people, like McDonald's, they don't take. They don't throw it in the sea. That's right. They don't take their garbage and throw it on the beach. That's true. (laughs) So what what we're talking about is stuff that's 
thrown away. Like the idea is that you know, you're on the beach. You throw, you're on the you beach. Your gar- you leave you have, your garbage on the beach. Yeah, and you have like a straw in a in a can or whatever, and you throw. But but really, like most most like civilized humans nowadays, we have been socialized to not just throw our stuff on on the ground and walk yeah. away. And that's fairly Obviously, recent too. Yeah, there, yeah. Like it seems like only a while ago that we saw like Native American Italians crying <laughs> at garbage being thrown yeah. out of cars. So, the uh, yeah, there's a, a scene in um, in uh, Mad Men yeah. where it's a family who's out having a picnic and they're mm-hmm. having Kentucky Fried Chicken. At the end of it, they just stand up, shake the blanket off, all the garbage is left behind, yeah, and they yeah. walk off with a blanket. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, that was right. That, that was, was real. That's a real thing. That's absolutely what he did. Mm-hmm. It just seems so ridiculous now. But well, there wasn't. But the thing was, is that you know there wasn't the population. That there is now. Like, True. If we did that now, it would just be we would live in a pile of garbage. Well, if you we did that now, someone who would be next to you would go, "Hey, I'm yeah, close well, to you yeah. because there's more of us." I just mean us. that everyone did that now. Like yeah. if we treated the world like that. Whenever people talk about you know how uh, there used to be the free love in the '60s, like mm. you know when I, by about the time I was born, hey, wait, maybe I was one of those babies. Um, but like all the free love and this <laughs> yeah. doing and all, like of course no one else was around. You could do it. Who would care? Yeah. You know, go in the park and just have some sex. You know, you're not going to run into another person. There's so uh-huh. unless you're at like you know uh, like a con concert yeah you know no go in the sure. go in stanley park and have at it no one's gonna see you maybe a bear maybe a maybe a drugged <laughs> a out very, bear very disturbed bear very disturbed jesus get a room can't get enough of watching you have sex um uh, can i just say something else about this article oh I thought was uh, are we still on straws well yeah because because i want one more i want one more kick of the straw can before we were done okay because it. the uh the people who are like hey what a what about our handicapped people who need straws to to drink? Like they can't right. tip a glass up to their to their mouth. Right. So they're all saying, "Well, what about us? Like you can't like completely ban straws. We can't drink them." Disabled people need straws. Yeah. And and then the the author also brought out the this uh, soda tax. Like I don't the, think anyone was like pulling the straws away from disabled. Yeah, people they were and going. This hey, <laughs> tell the environment. Their... Yeah, and this wheelchair yeah. is no good for them. Oh, well, well you going to recycle that iron lung? Yeah, yeah they're not going to do that. I Be- think. Because the thing I think what they wanted introduce which i don't think is terrible is people having to request a straw mm. and i don't think that's terrible because personally i always forget to not to request to not get a straw and you get a straw and then they give me a straw and i always have to take it out and lay it beside me and i hope that's a signal to them that when i get a refill not to bring the straw and then they always do so i end up with two straws sitting beside <laughs> yeah, me. yeah that's true yeah you do end up with a little collection and then you end up like cutting them up and making a little fort at the end <laughs> a little <laughs> log cabin and then um, you make like an ape lincoln french fry and like i was born here and one day i'll be president <laughs> a little straw nope straws aren't allowed mr president <laughs> sorry um the the other thing he brought up was these uh uh pop the pop tax or soda tax or whatever in cities okay. like in seattle if you want to have a, a coke you have to pay a tax for that pleasure so right. it's yet another fun tax do you have to pay for uh diet cokes as well or is it just the sugar tax because it's the unhealthy one i don't think they make a distinction uh, well how about like a club soda do you have to pay uh i, for no club soda? I think i think These it's only sh- that you should i think asking. it's only sugar actually i think it's only okay. the sugared pop okay yeah but what was interesting in this article you was talking about like the last major survey they did of of like pop consumption yeah is that uh, it's down 27% between 2004 and 2013. Sure. So people are drinking 27% less pop just because of our changing drinking habits. But, I've got a theory about that, but that's for another thing. But obesity rates are still rising. Yeah, i got so a theory it's not, about that. it's not connected to, uh, <laughs> oh, what's your theory? Uh, my theory on that is 
uh, people are going to your Starbucks and whatnot, and they're yeah. not getting sodas. Oh, they're getting the frappuccinos, uh, frappuccinos and, and whatever. Yeah, would yeah. actually have way more calories yeah, than, uh, that's than right. a soda pop. Yeah, I always tell my girls not to get those, but they never listen to me. Wow, because I'm a dummy, <laughs> dumb old dad. But no, like yeah, those things are like fifteen hundred calories for for one of those little frappuccinos. And I was, I'm going to assume I don't, you know, of course I do know your daughters. What is? I'm drinking a pop now. Yeah, I'm, drinking, pop, I'm, I'm drinking, drinking a pop now as well. It's two hundred calories because it's a uh, sugary. Mine are zero calories because it is a Coke Zero. So, but that's I mean two hundred calories. That's the drop in the bucket. Depends on your lifestyle. For me, it's a drop in the bucket. Well, also it depends how many cokes you're going to have. If you're if you're drinking like a big gulp, or if you're at like a, a white spot and they have free refills, they're yeah. going to keep refilling it up, and sure. you're not even going to think about it. And you're going to yeah. go through three of those, yeah, and then now you got six hundred calories, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. we're now we're talking. Yeah. But I think like the the girls when they were uh, you know when you're t- when you're a teenager, you wanna you wanna hang out, but you ain't got no money. What are you going to do? But you can go to a Starbucks, you can order a frappa dappa and uh, <laughs> you can sit with that thing. You're going to yeah. get a little bit of a buzz you're gonna get a little caffeine you're gonna get a little sugar it's gonna feel good and you're gonna sit with your friends and you're gonna be able to milk that thing for like a couple of hours yeah yeah and so you get used to it so when you get a little older that's the thing you crave this is probably why i'm craving like a coke is because like my good times are like you go to a fast food restaurant mm. and you hang there with your friends for like yeah. a long time and you don't yeah. get kicked out it's wherever <laughs> you go and you don't get kicked out i just like the taste i i actually am liking the taste of this coke zero as well believe it or not um i refuse to believe it that's fine but go ahead Speaking of sponsors, Coke Zero, everyone. The Coke that you can drink without feeling guilty. Coke Zero, the only cola you can't divide by. Um, what I think what I think the real cause of obesity is all the fructose they're putting in water. Yes. Yeah. I will agree with that. The corn and syrup I, that makes up twenty percent of water. I'll say two things. Yeah. One, it's the it's the fructose because you you don't fill up on fructose. You want more of it. Whereas if you tried drinking a British Coke, if you tried drinking two British Cokes, You'd just be like, ugh, like you couldn't do it. But you could drink multiple. Yeah. Uh, you could drink multiple no, like American right. cokes. You're right. Pretty easy peasy. That's why if you go to England, you're not going to get a Seven Eleven with like any any equivalent of a big gulp. Mm. If you had a big gulp full of British Coke, yeah, you'd lose your goddamn mind. You would just like go through a third of it and just go, I just can't, I can't. And these are just people who could pound beers for days. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say one thing on the straw situation, and then by God, we're moving on from straws. We okay. got those. Uh, metal straws okay tried those yeah they're great they are great Mm. if you've got a cold beverage yeah the straw cools down and then it's like it's constant coolness it's so much better than a plastic straw yeah like for a milkshake Mm. for a smoothie uh i've tried them with like uh with a slurpee as well so good (laughs) so good that it makes you have a do they have a spoon part of them uh, no, they don't, but they're mm. metal, so just deal with it and get to the bottom of it and just use your inhaling. You'll be fine. <laughs> How much? What are you missing out on? Oh, I like the spoon part of this. Do you? Therapy. Well, you know, here's the other thing. It's a real experience. That's fine. Get a spoon. I'll often drink... Metal a- spoons are also available and cheap. I'll often drink a very icy iced tea with a spoon. Do you know what isn't as popular anymore? Mm. Cocaine. So, what I'm going to say to you is, <laughs> get that little spoon that people used to have yeah, around their necks, yeah, sure. keep that with you, uh-huh. and then just scoop up your Slurpee. Sure. I'll talk to Flo and Eddie. Yeah. People will like, look at your spoon and go like, that guy's a real Slurpee head. <laughs> we could have used, uh, used Slurpees uh, uh, in the hot box that was they would have been. Calf. They would have just been swamp water immediately. This is this is not uh, <laughs> this is not untrue. I did a panel there on Dungeons and Dragons uh, and how it affected my writing, which it doesn't really, because um, <laughs> I do the critical hit show. So they asked me to do that. that you was, that now was... write, you roll a twenty sided die to make all your decisions in a story. 
Well, what I did suggest was that they, something that I have been doing lately is using this improv thing, which is a suggestion generator. Imp, uh, it's called, can I have a suggestion? Okay. And you go online and you can get a word or a relationship or a location. Okay. And so if I'm dry on something, like if I'm saying writing a, a cartoon, mm-hmm. like a New Yorker type cartoon with Pia, and I'm like, I, I can't think of any situations, you just hit like that and you get a job and you're like, oh, okay, now let me try and think of a, a of something, something okay. there. Okay. It just freshens up the brain, hmm. which I think you could do with rolling rolling a dice if you did a Dungeons and Dragons type thing to help you with writing. That's how I do my hockey pools at work. Oh, you roll you roll a dice? Yes, that's how I choose the players. How how's that been working out for you? I got second place my first year, but I haven't done I haven't done nearly as well. Although this year, someone insisted that I not roll dice, and they chose it for me, and I did just as badly. So mm. why were they bothered by this? Uh, I don't know why. I would say it was the devil's work. I, no, I just think they felt like I was throwing away my chances. All right, but I think it's all it's all luck anyway. Like there's no oh it is the idea that you are can like essentially gamble. I mean it's a hockey pool. It's not that, but you you can gamble and like and be sensible or have some sort of knowledge yeah. in, in your gambling is is a fool. It's the gambler's myth of I've got a system. Yeah, I mean most people, you know, they'll take a world. Like right now, the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights are gone into the have gone into the finals for the Stanley Cup this year. All right. 500 to 1 odds at the beginning of the season. There were some people, I think maybe 15 people, bet, laid some money down on these odds. One person laid down $5,000 so he could get paid $2.5 million if the, the, the Golden Knights go all the way. So he had $5,000 to put on the biggest long shot. Yep. Yeah, he's going to lose that money in the future. In the future, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. going to lose. I don't care how many millions he's got. Mm-hmm. You got that kind of mindset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're done. Because yeah, right now the casino is trying to buy this ticket off him for a million dollars. But that's not. Ah, that's not his. Yeah, that's, that's not, not his what game. He's right? Yeah, for. that's not what he's hungry for. Would you take the million dollars? Yeah. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Whenever I'm watching Price is Right and they have the thing of like you're going for the car and it's up to like you could have the eight thousand dollars or you know uh, or, or keep going and we're gonna take this gamble and you might get oh, the I car. Oh, I take the eight thousand dollars. Take the eight fucking thousand dollars. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Not only because even if you win the car, yeah, it's actually really expensive to win things on game yeah, shows. Yeah, you got to pay the, the taxes yeah, on yeah. it immediately before you get it. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's great on the Price is Right if you win cash because you can just pay it with the cash. Yeah. Now you're just taking home the cash. Yeah. Perfect. You want the cash. Also, do you want that car? Uh, I don't know. I think cars are nice, but cars are nice. And but eight thousand dollars. Absolutely. That's and now you're going to move on. You're going to go to the wheel, and then yeah. we'll all live our See lives. See what happens. If you make yeah. it to the showcase, you got a one in three chance to go to the showcase. Um, you, and then and you got a one in two chance to win the showcase. Yeah. So it'll be fine. And they're probably going to have a car in the showcase. <laughs> and if they're not, you're going to have something you could trade for a car at the yeah. showcase. They're going to have a, a ski do. Take the money. Yeah. Take the money is my advice to everyone out there. Yeah, it's the idea that um, yeah. In any case, I think any sort of person who's a good businessman knows to not to knows when to sell. You know, and that's not at the highest point for a stock or whatever. It's at a point where you feel like you have made as much as you expected from that, and yeah. you can just get out and not re- and not regret it either. Yes. Not go, hey, what? It's up to thirty thousand now. I sold at twenty. Oh my god. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got out of Bitcoin and you, I only made like this amount. Who cares? You made money, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, that's good. You're 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 you're, you're a okay. winner. Doing okay. You're you're winner. Now we we've talked about prices right on the show before. About how in school we wanted to get home in time for Prices Right, hmm? and didn't we talk about this? Oh, maybe you did. I didn't care. I could care less about that. You show. didn't care about the Prices Right. Oh. oh, I love Prices Right. Oh yeah, that was something that bothered me when I was a kid. Was that uh, school was getting in the way of me seeing Prices okay. Right because I wanted to get home nice and early. I did quit. I did quit Camera Club because I wanted to watch the goodies. So I guess I can't. Uh... But 
in and I thought about this recently. It was like, well, that's too bad. I was like sacrificing my education to see prices right. But in my defense, there's no defense, Your Honor. No, it is. <laughs> okay. I am. I am. Uh, I'm prosecuting this. No, no, it's my podcast, and, I, and I'm allowed to a defense. Uh, I think that uh, I think that it was helping me with math. <laughs> Because there was a lot of uh, subtraction. There was a lot of, you've got to add these two things together. Okay. And I was getting good at it. Uh-huh. I was a pretty good Price is Right wow. kid. And it was teaching me math through uh, the best How way old you can, you which is point? gambling. How old are you at this point? I was, uh, I was five. Okay. So I was... Uh, so you were skipping school? No, I wasn't skipping years old? school. You weren't was, even in school yet. I was in school. At yeah, five? You were going kindergarten. to kindergarten? Yeah, I was in kindergarten. So and you I, wanted to get home like... I was in kindergarten. Okay. I was in like afternoon kindergarten. You oh, could either okay. have half a day, half a I day. I see. And so it was, I wanted to be in the morning kindergarten so that I could get there. So mm-hmm. that I could, but it was like, no, we're going to do it in the afternoon. That's weird. I was, still, I was still enjoying Sesame Street at this point. And then I was uh, running like a demon to get home so that I would catch <laughs> the hour of power. Because uh, luckily, uh, Price is Right had turned into an hour long show. Mm. Thank God. Um, <laughs> also, occasionally there'd be an evening Price is Right, which was hosted by a guy who was not as good as Bob Barker. Let's be honest. Mm. Let's be let's be really honest. I really have no memory. Not of this. as good as Bob Barker. I do remember evening game shows because mm-hmm. twenty thousand dollar pyramid, I believe, was an evening game show. It, well, you know what it was? And so both? It was name that tune. It was both. Okay. okay. By the way, and you're also twenty thousand dollar, also twenty five thousand dollar, also hundred thousand dollar pyramid. I don't remember that. All right. Well, you don't have to remember it. It's still true. Okay, that's fine. I'm just saying, outside of my field of knowledge, hundred thousand dollar pyramid. That's too much pressure to put on someone. Mm. That's too much pressure to put on a David Letterman while he's trying to give clues yeah. to someone who's a person yeah. who's never been on camera. That's yeah. too much pressure to put them on. Twenty five thousand. We can enjoy ourselves. Yeah, yeah. A hundred thousand. You've ruined their life. It's terrible. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I'm much. covered in feathers. I, I like. I like. I like a swimming. My legs go fast. Things a duck would say. Bing, and then just keep going up. Mm. And then the last one is all so hard. Yeah, yeah. So hard. Yeah. I never understood the the rules of of name name that tune. I guess I didn't know that there were clues to the are song. You, are you interested in knowing what the what the well, rules I are? I didn't realize there were clues to the song. So I was to me, it was always miraculous that people were like saying, mm. "I can name this tune in like one note." Well, there was like, always what? a type of song. Okay. You know, and then yeah, you would get certain you would get certain clues, and then it's like I can name that tune in in whatever notes five notes. Yeah. I can name that tune in four notes. I can name it in three. Name that tune because any more than that, you're an idiot. You can't name it in two notes. <laughs> Don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. Ba ba ba. That's pretty. Yeah. Hard. Even three notes. Uh, why do birds fall? they uh, oh, close to you. No. That's what you're. I was doing. doing uh, All so right, do it again. Wait a second. Do it again. And I'll get it. Go ahead. Ba ba ba. Oh, wait a second. But, all right, now give me a clue, first of all. I need a clue. Oh, okay. New Orleans. New Orleans? Yeah. Okay. Ba, ba, ba. See, now I'm, I'm, I'm going now a little Suzanne Vega, because it sounds like you're doing ba, 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 New Orleans. Ba, ba, ba. Remember her song, New Orleans? I don't remember that. What song were you doing? Oh, when the saints. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, I'll give you that. All right. Yeah. Interesting. So even that is pretty hard, I think, to uh, three is pretty difficult. Though you're such a, you listen to the music more than you listen to the lyrics. So that, you would have an advantage, I think, in that show, because you listen to the music. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Have you ever, you've seen, I think we might have talked about this, the one second Prince test? No. And there's the one second Beatles test, where you get one second of the song, oh. and you've got to guess what the song is. It's okay. the first second. Huh. And, um, and, and yeah, you'd be surprised how often you can get it from like a second. Yeah, yeah. No, you I can immediately like got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. you can go just go on YouTube and they've got one second Beatles okay. and you will see what you could do. I bet I'll you give, could do quite well. I'll give well. it a try. Yeah.
I'll give it a try. But I, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to say I would do great. I wish we could do it on the air. I wish we could figure a way of doing that because I think it would be interesting. Uh, lots of editing. <laughs> lots of editing. Let me try it first, so then I'll see if I okay, <laughs> maybe sure. do it in the air. Well, pretend I didn't try it first. This is all fresh to me, folks. Never seen it before in my life. Mm-hmm. It's fixed. Fair, fair fixed enough. To make me look smart. And fair enough. So to wrap up the uh, the Sparks thing, thanks to everyone who came and saw us. It thanks. was great meeting all of you. Yes. An incredible amount of people. You've all been really swell. And thanks a little, to... A uh, little shout out to Ken Painter, who also dropped by. Thank you, Ken Painter. Nice to see you wearing yeah. a Sneaky Dragon shirt. We appreciate it. Always a delight. He really rocks it. He looks good in that shirt. He uh, he hinted that he had a, a song, a, a, a top five song subject. About shirts. Gonna... Not about shirts. That would be good, though. Sharp Dressed Man. That's the first one that I can think of. Oh, I can think of the Bonzo song, Shirts. Or Shirt, I should say. Shirt. Uh, Yeah. Has Ken had uh, a series of songs yet? Nope. Oh, well, then what's what's keeping you? Yeah. SneakyDragon.com. SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. Ken. Uh, send us, uh, send us, send us that, and let's uh, let's make that uh, let's make that happen. Put, put you in the queue. Put you in the queue. Now he he looks really good in a sneaky dragon shirt. Mm. Like if I was going like let's see people model the shirts. There's a couple of people I'd go with. Ken would definitely be one of them. He's okay. uh, he looks he looks good in clothes you design. He should talk to you about <laughs> designing some clothes. Speaking of shirts, okay. Uh, You're wearing a Spark shirt right now. I'm that's the end of the Sparks plugs. Right. Um, Sparks plugs. Did we call them that before? Okay, well, before we go to shirts, let me... But Sparks plugs. Yeah, we said that before. My God, we're clever. <laughs> like, I forgot it because of the glad heat. Glad you realized It's also it. very hot in the room right now. Please, go ahead. The, speaking, speaking of shirts. Speaking of shirts. No, not, I was going to say just one more, th- more and more thing about Sparks. One of the really nice things about Saturday and Free Comic Book Day is the kids coming up and their interest in the book and talking to the kids. And I just love their reaction and, and love seeing them. And I love the kids who are really shy and are too shy to tell their mom or dad that they want the book. <laughs> and they're just kind of holding it in their hands and sort of leafing through the pages, but they don't even want to open it up because that's too much commitment. Yeah. And they're afraid of what their mom or dad might say. And so they're just so, you know, the mom's like, do you want it? Do you, do you want it? Like, you know, and they're like, just don't want to say, because you could say no. And then what? Then what? Oh, it's really good. And then on Sunday, and then we, them walking off with their face in the book, mm-hmm. like locked in. Yeah. By the way, yeah, your uh, your uh, charming wife Lisa took a picture. Well, you guys were like stuck in a hot dog line for like a half hour, <laughs> and there was someone walking around with reading the Sparks book, yeah, and she yeah. took a picture of that, which was very nice. Um, and then uh, on Sunday we had this uh, little girl come by, and she was so excited because she'd read the book the night be- the night before. She'd been there the day before and read Did it. Did she night. buy it from us? Yes. Okay. Bought it from us. And she was just like, I read it last night. And we're like, oh, yeah, what do you think? It was so good. <laughs> so She's so enthusiastic. So that was nice. Oh, that is it's really so, good. It's so nice to see I've uh, I've been sent a couple of pictures now of uh, kids reading the book mm-hmm. that bought it. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm always like, where'd you get my email? Um, and also uh, sometimes little videos of them. Like there's some kids who don't quite read yet. I yeah. sent you one of those where like it's a kid who's trying mm-hmm. to read the book and yeah. just say what's happening. Yeah. With uh, with uh, you know, I think it was uh, my friend Hope's uh, nephew. I like that he corrected his like that he corrected his aunt. Yes, because she was uh, she, he was saying so. There's a fire, and then and then she was like, "Is you see a dog? Well, it's not a dog. It's a robot." I'm like, yeah, right. It is. A, it is a robot. It's technically not a dog. That's absolutely correct. It's a robot. And I want to say, well, you could tell him technically it's a robot suit, but yeah, you're right. It's it's more robot than dog. It, it resembles a dog, but yeah. he, but this kid. He's seen through that nonsense. Mm-hmm. He's not being fooled. He, no, he gets him. it. Yeah, he He's knows right what it. he knows. What's up? <laughs> He's what's up? Um, shirts. So for the longest time, the uh, the Stinky Dragon store, 
our little uh, merchandise store has been a bit of a, a desert wasteland, which is fine. We used we to really go to it. a place called Oddball. We used to have a place a, in town. There yeah. was a couple of doors down, uh, a couple of blocks down, a couple of doors down, and there was a giant uh, vomiting um, unicorn on the door. Yeah. Vomiting a rainbow, mm-hmm. which really seems like it was made just for you. Yeah. You're, you're now just pandering to Dave <laughs> with, with that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they'd go in and get the shirts, and they'd yeah, go, here's really the shirts. Nice. They'd always go, I, we, we love the designs. I'd go, thanks, I didn't do them. Uh, <laughs> I'd take them, and I'd pass the compliment on to you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was really convenient. The prices were, were quite good. I mean, so good. We they're were out of business. <laughs> so good. Well, they're, they're not out of business. They just yeah. they just shut down their T-shirt yeah, making part right. of their business. Because what they did was they printed, they didn't do screen printing. They did something called direct-to-garment printing, which is basically like inkjet for a shirt. Oh, okay. So you can get a really nice crisp image on a shirt and it's not like this shirt for Sparks. You can feel that it's like a a almost rubberized or plastic transfer. Yeah, it feels old transfer. School, yeah. That's right, onto the shirt. And over time this will crack. And minus, it'll start, it'll start to slightly, go. but it actually mm-hmm. looks good when it cracks a little yeah, bit. It okay. gives you that vintage look. Whereas with the direct garment printing, it never cracks. It's always and they last a long time. Like mm-hmm. Ken, who we saw on the weekend, as you say, looked good in his shirt. That shirt he's had for quite a while, I think, uh, more than three years. Yeah, I've had a lot of my my yeah. Dragon and they shirts, all look, and they all look fine. They yeah. still look great. So Director Garment is really fantastic. I think it was. I think that Oddball found that it was pretty expensive to do, and they weren't ma- their 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 um their percentage like their profit margin was really. Sk- They're making more money on the other stuff. Gimme, yeah. yeah, and it wasn't worth their time. And I went so. We've lost our T-shirt manufacturer, is what I'm saying, and so we've just had a, f- a little spate of orders so in the last little we while. Just wrap up the podcast. Well, we're I'm done. S- I'm kind of hinting at that. Very, very obliquely. Well, Dave, we had a good run. <laughs> we had a great run. Uh, thanks to the listeners there's for listening. No, there's no better number to end on than yeah. 338. Yeah, it's it's my lucky number. So, uh, <laughs> folks, uh, if you want to contact us, um, you can't. We're done. It's all. We have a lot of tax debts. Dave and I both won on a Price is Right, and we owed a lot of money to some really bad American people. Okay, but what's your what, so, so? So yeah, so I've been uh, I've been trying to source out a, a new uh, T-shirt supply, and I think I was telling you I went to one place and I was like, oh, this place is offering uh, direct-to-garment printing, which is right. what I would really like, and and I so I put in the order and uh, like you know I, I uploaded my image and stuff like that and then they came back with a quote $65 for one shirt so i i said well that really cuts into our profit margin right i have a i have a question for them then yeah. uh, what the fuck are they thinking mm. i think what they're you thinking can't be the first person to go like yeah. even if it was like even if it was a shirt for like something like a mm. wedding or yeah. graduation that's or- it if it's for that if it's for a special occasion someone might be willing to pay that money for that one shirt, because for it, the one shirt, but then yeah. what are you wearing it for? Like, yeah. are you going to get it for like all the groomsmen? Yeah. Are you going to get it for all your stag? Well, I have a feeling that their their prices go down as you order more, and maybe precipitously. Maybe they want you to not just order one. Yeah, maybe, and it's a bit bit of a punishment for uh, for that order. But you know, we you know with Oddball, we could order one and just go down, walk down, and pick yep. it up, or order a couple of different ones that go down and pick them up and they were okay with that but uh so anyway so i have got a lead on a on a new one and I, i'm gonna i'm gonna see what happens so anyone who's ordered in the last little while i'm sorry it's been a bit of a wait but um i am still in the process of, of trying to figure this out and i just we just kind of had a bit of a road bump with all our spark sure, stuff for the last sure. little while it's kind of my weekends haven't been uh 
haven't been mine. No, understood. We've both been very, very busy, and if I have you... a house to look after and things like that. So you know, there's lots right. of. You're a man of you're a man of many chickens as well. <laughs> um, yes. So if you do want to order one of the shirts though, and you're like, how do I do that? Go to uh, sneakydragon.com and go. Is it to is it to art? Is that this the thing you click on? Is there actually a thing that says store. shirt store store? Go to store and you go on there. You'll be able to find our shirts and uh, yeah, buy uh, buy a shirt and we'll eventually get it to you. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. If you want a Spark shirt, uh, go to sparkscomics.com uh, and or sparkscomic, sorry, singular, dot com. So those are the two things: sneakydragon.com, sparkcomic.com. Yeah, and then just load up with everything you need for summer. <laughs> that's right. Shirts, all your shirts, all your shirts t-shirt and... needs for summer. So you'll be just be snapping. You'll be a regular Ken uh, painter. Yeah, and we'll be like, hey, you look you look as good as Ken painter is what they're gonna say. <laughs> Sharp. Sharp dressed man. Yeah, you look very sharp in your spark shirt as well. Mm-hmm. Would they? You. Would you? Okay, let me ask you this: Would you ever do a uh, shirt mm. that is your parody of Sparks that you did for our title cards? Would I ever do that as I, a T-shirt? Oh, as a T-shirt. Well, yeah, if I could, because then that's actually you're wearing an. Well, here's here's my question: Do you have any shirts that you yeah. wear yeah. that are an image of yourself? I know you do because you have that Star Wars one that you wear. I have but Star the, Wars, and I also have a Doctor Strange one as well. Right. We're both on that. What else do I have? The, yep. I also have it at my uh, Adventure Time parody, Boy right. and His Dog. Right. You wear shirts with your own face on it. Me too, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, do you ever wear them to work or are those inappropriate? Yep. For, you wear them to work? Well, I don't wear them to work, but I will wear them from work. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can't wear them around the warehouse? You can't wear them around the warehouse. No, we have a we have a, a uniform shirt we have to wear, yes. Right. You wear tuxedos. It's, <laughs> we, have a, we have a shirt that says, the door with more. Is that what it's? Pretty what classy, yeah. On the back of our, back of our shirt it says that. The front says Steelcraft. Yeah. Steel garage doors, and then it's in the back. It says the door with more. Well, I have I have one follow up question. Sure. What's the more? The more is the insulation in the doors. Oh, that's good. Yeah, they're well, all for a insulated. Canadian door. That's especially for good. sure. Well, since the company is based in Edmonton, yeah, it's a very popular feature of the doors. That Dave, they have a high, I'm thinking of going with a, a high R value. Yeah, well, don't you're do saying that. that's a that's no mm-hmm. bargain in the long run. It's no bargain in the long run. Yeah, because most other of our other competitors. They just, uh, they'll just kind of like paste or st- like whatever, however they stick a, a piece of insulation on the, on a, a door skin. Yeah. Whereas ours is a sealed door with a, with blown in insulation inside. So there's a foam insulation that's sprayed into the doors as right. being made and then it's, it's cured and then you have this thick block of foam now, inside you, a door. Will you blow it into the door the way that you blow the, uh, the ink on your, uh, your books? You know, if it was possible to do that way, I would love to do that, Mm-mm. you know. Uh, especially if there was a group of housewives standing to watch me do it, but, but the but there's a, actually a whole processing plant in Edmonton that that does all that. So they don't they don't need my help. They have a they have a big system there that punches this, keeps the doors a coming. Apparently, judging by all the trailers we get full of doors. I um I was listening. Speaking of uh, things that aren't that, um, I was listening to uh, Under the Influence. Do you ever listen to that show? The CBC Terry Riley. Yes. Terry O'Reilly. Yeah. Did you listen to the one that was about door to door salesmen? No, I didn't. Uh, it was a, I haven't listened for a while. I, I listened yeah, to the show in the early days. Sometimes it's nice to give it a listen. Mm-hmm. And they did one on Door to Door Salesman, which made me think of you because you were once upon a time. Uh, We've both done Door to Door. Mine lasted a day. Yours lasted longer than that. Eh, three were months, you, maybe. You were an encyclopedia. But I was salesman. trapped, to be you fair. You were trapped. That's the, that's the yeah. trick is to trap people. Yeah. Um, uh, but they were talking about what uh, ended the door-to-door uh, salesman. What ended the Fuller Brushman, and what ended the uh, the encyclopedia salesman door-to-door? What was it that ended that, and why we don't have them anymore? 
Well, the encyclopedia it, salesman, I imagine the internet. It wasn't really the internet. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was dying way before then. Is that right? But what killed it? It happened, let's say this, in the 70s. 1970s really? is when it really started to die. Both the Fuller Brush Man and the door-to-door encyclopedia salesperson. Also, yeah. uh, to a degree, uh, the Avon lady. Those what? were the three big door-to-door salespeople. What cultural event occurred... Yeah. That uh, that changed everything. Was it the gas shortage? It was uh, women working. Women working. Oh, so there wasn't someone at home who that's was right. an easy mark. Yeah, that's the thing. You need someone who's at yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to uh, who's bored, who wants to open the door and talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that uh, that all changed, and so almost all of them became online businesses for the mm. most part. And the encyclopedia sales, uh, what. Uh, Encyclopedia Britannica did was they would they would uh, get contacts they would know like oh this person's interested in getting the pitch yeah. and then they'd send someone specifically over to their okay. house but they wouldn't okay. do a, a knock dry knock on the door yeah I would just do cold calls I just showed up I speak to someone in the house because we're going around the neighborhood talking about education for children <laughs> that's right it's totally fake yep oh of course everything was fake yeah, well, I'd so. like to offer you a free gift mm. oh a free gift you say oh it's a big lie. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all it's all bullshit. Yeah. Did they ever? When you finally said that you were encyclopedias, did they just like go? You, what year is it? Yeah. <laughs> no, because because they've the got whole... no preparation for that. At no. The, what year did were you selling them? Oh, that's eighties, nineties. Yeah, eighty five, eighty four, eighty five. I guess eighty five. So that was right out of high school. Right out of high school. Yeah. There's no. You remember we left school in a recession. There was no jobs. So. Oh, I understand. Well, that's why you were selling it tires door to door. That's not incorrect. Yeah, because <laughs> there's no jobs. Like yeah, you know. See, so I went to a, and I thought my mom was so insistent that I get a job, which I really didn't want very much because I was enjoying my. My freedom after after working from grade four to grade twelve, delivering newspapers and flyers and things like that, I was kind of enjoying not having a job. I had some savings, and I just kind of carefully uh, lived off of that. I didn't have a car, so I just took the bus. I didn't have a very expensive life. Uh, but my mom really objected to me not working, and so I I took the encyclopedia job as kind of an ironic fuck you to my parents. Well, you were also out of province. Well, I, I started working here, though. I started. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. The, Were the, you going door to door in North Delta? Uh, not North Delta, but we would. I think we started in Surrey, in some part of Surrey. I have no idea oh, where. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I drove with one of the other guys. He had a. I remember going in his Volkswagen. He had like an old Volkswagen. Yeah. Uh, it was in the wintertime, so it was really cold. Yeah. And the uh, Volkswagens are very cold cars because they're practically all me- all metal inside. So there's like no no warm surfaces, all this cold steel. How German. But uh, yeah. Uh, and so. We went door to door sales, like door to door sales. Yeah. Um, the guy who I got the ride from just quit in the middle of his walkabout and just went to a bar. <laughs> and so he was out. My ride was done. That's not a million miles away from what I did. And okay. Then, and then uh, I I went through. I actually sold books my first time. I I started because I'm a personable person, and you know yeah. I just shut up. I but I wasn't quite expert enough to like close it though. So I didn't actually make the sale. The people kind of backed out after I left because I didn't have that magic mind hypnosis thing that keeps you uh, keeps well, you on. Well, what was uh, the price of uh, like uh, bottom line? Oh, like over a thousand dollars. Yeah, it was over a thousand dollars. But you you couched it in a way that was like you can afford a dollar fifty a day. It's only a cup of coffee a day. You know, blah blah blah, that kind right. of garbage. And back then they'd go, 
Well, that's a lot for a cup of coffee. What cup of coffee are you taking? <laughs> you didn't have the Starbucks back then. Uh, well, Starbucks is more than a dollar fifty. I know, but I'm saying back then. Yeah. If you're saying a cup of coffee is a dollar is a dollar fifty, where are you getting it from? Yeah. Like you can get a cup of coffee for like less than a buck at a McDonald's. Where are you where are you getting your outdoor coffee? Where yeah. would people get? I guess Tim Hortons. Yeah. Yeah, buck fifty. That makes sense. Yeah, that scans. Um, so I can really can't remember the exact I'm number. I'm trying to think because a donut. Okay. Yeah. Here, a donut currently. Yeah. Costs a dollar five. Yeah. Because of taxes. Back then it would have been a dollar or less. It would have to be less than a dollar because this is 2018 and donuts are a dollar. So how much would they have been back then? Fifty cents? A dollar? Really? A I don't. I don't know. I'm just. No. We, I need, just to, we that, need to discuss this. I threw that number out. It's just a number. Yeah. I'm trying to think how much like, a cup of coffee would yeah. have been like in in the 80s. I don't drink coffee. Must have so. been less than a buck. Well, no, I don't think what you're saying makes sense, Dave. They had those cool stir sticks at McDonald's with a little M on the top. I like those. Oh, those were pretty great. Uh, that one went up a turtle's nose. We had to get rid of all of them. <laughs> stir sticks are out. Yeah. Uh, the um, yeah. So let's see. Yeah, that guy quit, and yeah, it was a very, it was, it was a very strange thing. And then, and then, like, I'd only been working there for like a day. I got yeah. out for that one, one time, and then they said, "Well, do you want to go to to Alberta?" To sell, they're working. They're working in in uh, Fort Mackenzie right now. Wow! And I was like, okay. Quick question: Had you ever been to Alberta before? No. Really, you never. No. Okay. No. Let me ask you a double quick, a double sure. question: Had you ever left the province before? Yes. Besides to go to the states. Yes, I'd gone to uh, Toronto Just, to visit my friend in grade ten. Had you been to like Disneyland or something like yep. that? Okay, so you'd been to California. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I and I flew by myself to Toronto to visit a friend. Okay. Who had moved from here to there. Uh, so are you finding Fort McMurray was a lot like Toronto? So did I say Fort McMurray? Yeah, I meant Fort McMurray. You're right. Fort okay. McMurray, yeah. Uh, yes, it was very much like Toronto. It's very. If Toronto is minus 40, it's exactly like it. By the way, this is the You're a Liar ambulance. Hmm. Why do you say I'm a liar? Oh, because it, it, Toronto is not at all like that. <laughs> it can be cold there. But yes, it was very cold. You ha- we had to carry our pens in, in our gloves. To keep it warm against her hands, otherwise right. they'd freeze in our pocket. Also, as weapons. Yes. So you could just like Wolverine them. Wolverine through, there through and your like stab. Should have come down to it. And I did not enjoy. I did not enjoy one single part of that trip. The people I was with were louts. This complete group of louts. Um, the I didn't. I didn't like meeting people like door to door. Like some people yeah. were very nice. Some people were like rude or whatever, but are disinterested, and that's fine. But uh, some people were very nice. I got some free food from people who felt took pity on me. Oh. They were very nice people. Yeah, they fed me food, and uh, I got to sit in uh, in I would sit in hotel stairwells and read at night because I didn't have anything to do. Because if I didn't get a call, I would do that. I got invited into people's houses. Yeah, women would invite me in. <laughs> I had no idea why they were inviting me in. I would oh, just I would you, sit and talk with, didn't with them. Didn't know what they. No, you I know didn't. what you could have used a certain <laughs> volume of an encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah, probably. I would sit and talk with them. And I'm sure they're thinking, yeah, is he going to make a move? Or, yeah. Oh, he's just going? He's just yeah. leaving now? That was strange. What a strange fellow. He seemed very nice. Well, That's I got a book far. I got to go finish in a hallway. <laughs> bye. Bye, nice bye, lady. Bye. Thanks for inviting me in. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was a... Uh, Sorry to have interrupted you. We had just your robe on. I was an, <laughs> I was an oaf. Yeah. I wonder why I she didn't just it. put something on. She but had a lot know, of time. But at the same time, you... So many oysters. You can't, you can't regret those decisions because... Myself, I just would have, I would just have been embroiled in a horrible situation that I probably would have been very unhappy. In, oh so. my gosh! Yeah. I just know so many situations where, like, we're on the road touring, and then someone thought it was a good idea to get involved with someone on the road, like yeah. in a very small town. Mm. 
then you then you've got an attachment for life yeah oh yeah. brother yeah so i think i, oh, I think my brother i think my incredible naivete <laughs> yeah and trust me s- save me she's in a relationship that I, she's not telling you about and oh, you're gonna meet a... and you're gonna meet that guy later mm, okay because it's a small town and word just spread like that but then other times like people would just invite me in like they were like like a group of people like not just a one lonely person, but like a whole bunch of people well, would invite me in. Are, small towns can be friendly. We'd sit and talk, and that's the and thing. Northern, they're, they're um, what did they have? This one people had a big giant dog that we're supposed to be scared of. Pitbull? Not a pitbull. This was before pitbulls were scary. This was a a different kind of dog, like a I think it starts with a D, but I'm not sure. Not a Doberman, but okay. but anyway, Dachshund. It's a Dachshund. Yeah, because uh, they can get up in oh, places that you can, don't want them up. They they are well known for that, and uh, yeah. So this dog was sitting drooling on my lap, and this lady was telling me how much I look like her her brother. And interesting, uh, but I mean, her husband was there too. Yeah, you know, well, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. It was just kind of fun. I remember getting invited. I was sitting in a stairwell, and these young people invited me up to their apartment for a party. Yeah, I didn't stay very long because I'm not very comfortable at parties. But uh, this is a thing you do get. Like, okay. Because, again, I've done a lot of touring up north, but yeah. both in stand-up and also in um, uh, school shows. Sure. Right. So if you're the new person in town, you're this, uh, you're this novelty, and, uh, and, and, and the biggest problem people have when they're in a small town is they're a little bored. Okay. And so someone new is here. Yeah. Well, let's invite them over. Sure. One, it's a, it's a hospitable thing to do because everyone yeah. does know each other. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's le- you know, you're less isolated. You're less, like, keep to yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, you, you do stuff with people. You party to, like, stay awake and live. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, someone new, of yeah, course you're going to invite the new person in because it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you want to get up to shenanigans, you could probably get up to shenanigans because you're, you're the novelty. You're the interesting new person. I was the novelty. Yeah. So why not? I was uh, sitting in the library and when town and uh i left to go to the washroom whatever and came back and to the book i was reading and found a note on my book that said i think you're really cute oh and it was the janitor he never he never told me mm. if that if that was the case there was no one around i looked around like oh okay someone thought i was cute that's nice what if it was a haunted book it was a book that told me that was just writing was really notes to writing me. notes to me well it's yeah. a very forward and then you flip book. to the end and go and i murdered him oh like whoa oh, oh i better, I better not get, get to the end of that book this, i better, better get, get out of here. here yeah better leave this don't place. take this book out mm. it's a cursed book it's a cursed <laughs> yeah because those are other nice places to haunt or, or libraries Cause, oh uh, if i was a ghost i would uh, i would haunt a library mm-hmm. lots to read if you were a door-to-door salesman you would also haunt a library True. Yeah. Well, like you look at the beginning of Ghostbusters, right? And there's that uh, that woman who's the librarian, and she's like reading a book, and it's like she's just reading a book in the she library. She ain't afraid of no ghost. She she is a ghost, right? So she's not scared. Oh. Okay. And then when these uh, jerks, you know, are, are approaching her, yeah. look, look. If you look in today's climate, okay, okay it's yeah. today's climate. Climate change. We yeah, we're, we're there has been it. massive climate change. Yeah. Uh, back then, you see the Bill Murray character who is like lying to that woman that she's got psychic powers so that he can like, yeah. kind of seduce her. And doesn't happen anymore. No one would ever, no one would ever lie to a woman to, about psychic powers about, about anything. There'd be problems. To try if to. Did. But let's just look at the ghost. Yeah, exactly. You're would right. There, would there be problems? I'm agreeing with you. Uh, just so I can get to my point. Um, there is a ghost in the basement. All right. And all the ghost is doing. Is like yeah. moving books around. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little bit of goo, but they can't help that. They're an older ghost. Yeah. You're going to get some gooey <laughs> things. Yes. Uh, occasionally, cards go flying in the air. That's not great, but they're going to sort them later. It'll mm-hmm. be okay. Sure. And all she's doing, this yeah. ghost, is she's just reading a book. And the guys are like approaching her, yeah. approaching her, and then she's like, shh, back off. And then they try it again, and she goes, shh, 
just back off. Yeah. She's given them two shushes. Yeah. She's not being rude. She's sure. like, I'm trying to read a fucking book here. Yeah. Back off. Then these, then these fucking guys, they go, get her. Yeah. Well, she's now got every right to do whatever she wants. Sure. If there's three dudes running at you going, get him, yeah. you can defend yourself with whatever ghostly abilities you have. And she turns into a giant monster and fucking scares him away. And that's great. And they never go back to her because she's still in the basement. They never help. With that situation again, they yeah. never return to that. Well, we don't, we don't know. It might have happened uh, in between the montage. Well, Dave, I, I know it didn't. I, I can tell you later why. But uh, <laughs> but I'm on her side on that. I don't okay. think she was a bad ghost. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. She was just quietly reading, and I think that is. Sure. If, I, if I had to be a ghost, New York Public Library, yeah. reading in the basement, great. And I know she didn't because I played the Ghostbusters video game, and okay. later you confront her at a later date. Oh, is that right? And do you say the Dewey decimated system? Sure. Sure. That'd be a good they, thing to say as no, a new end. I guess not. <laughs> I had <laughs> to use the Dewey Decimal System yesterday. And it was very convenient. At a library? At a library, yes. They actually had a, a card catalog? Uh, well, no. I looked it up actually on... I looked it up online what the oh, Dewey I Decimal see. System number would be for what I needed. Okay. Which was a book of editorial cartoons. And I see. And I went and I, I looked them up and I got a couple for my wife because she's publishing an editorial cartoon book mm. in October. So we were looking at different styles of editorial cartoon books. Did not have a lot there. No. Uh, and by God, they have none in bookstores at all. Yeah. At all. I got to check Pulp Fiction. Maybe they do. Um, so I... I got a couple, but man, I enjoyed looking through the Dewey Decimal System and just going, well, let's find this. And there was all this It's handy. Stuff. It was very handy. And it works. It's a good idea. I don't know. I assume a fellow named Dewey did it. Admiral Dewey. Was it? No. Okay. With his brothers, Huey, <laughs> Louie, Thomas, and Webigail. Thomas Dewey, Thomas Louie, and Thomas Huey. I think that's a little Huey. It is. Yeah. I don't, I, it wasn't, yeah, I don't know who it was. Lay down your head. Tom Tom Dooley. Tom Tom Do Dooney. Dooley. Dooley. D O O L E Y or L Y. I'm not uh, sure. All I know is Now that I said Dooley, I can't remember what it's a Dewey decimal. Lay down your head, Tom Dewey. Lay down your head and cry. Lay down your head, Tom Dewey. Poor boy. You're gonna die. <laughs> what did Tom Dewey do? Invented the Dewey decimal system. Oh, so Dewey did that. Yeah. And so that's why he has to die. That's why he has to die. Because you didn't just make it alphabetical or something <laughs> He's simple. You're nothing. really complicated. Well it's 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 better than it's better than alphabet. better than the alphabet. It's better than the alphabet because it's new. It's a numbered system that, no matter what, it it doesn't just deal with with like alphabetical. It also deals with like history, humor. You know, whatever you are doing, there's a number that's associated with that that allows you to organize your library by by number. So it's actually a clever system. Speaking of systems, very clever. Because this is all we do is just tangents right now. We are. Listen, folks, thanks so much for mm-hmm. listening to our nonsense. Sure. Um, there was a person I know who was uh, complaining about at McDonald's, they have things that look like giant iPhones, gigantic iPhones. And oh, you, that you order on. That you order on. Okay, sure. And she was complaining in the same way that you complain at uh, like an automatic checkout mm. at, the, uh, sure. at the grocery store. Like, well, this is just taking jobs away from the people. But my. My counter argument to this was, yeah. I like these things because there are a you lot don't like of people. I like people. And you're happy that they're losing their jobs. I like people very much, and mm. I think this helps people. There's Why? A, because uh, there's a lot of people that do not speak English very well. Okay. And there's an option on all of these to yeah. basically speak any language, translate mm. to any language yeah, you want. That's fine. And so they get to like, you just see people come in, and they're nervous. And yeah. they're like, oh, I don't know what. And they go over to the thing, and they're like, oh. Oh, I know exactly. Oh, this is great. And there, and, and I had the same experience when I was in France. Yeah. And I wanted to order from a McDonald's. Mm. And my wife, uh, went, no, I'm going to go up to the counter. And then she came back and she went, 
I wish I hadn't ordered from the counter. This was a that was a terrible mistake. I don't know what I've ordered. Um, yeah, this has gone horribly wrong. I enjoy that part of it. You like ordering the wrong thing? I don't order the wrong thing, but I enjoy ordering. Although one time at Burger King in uh, Paris, which why well, was I going to Burger King in Paris? Uh, it's hard what do to you call a Whopper in Paris? A Royale with cheese. <laughs> I got into an argument because they, they double charged me. Oh. And so I had double. to. Double. Double. Double That's right. Oh, double no. <laughs> le, David, no. Le, don't forget the definitely. Le double charge. Le double charge. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. So I had Quel to. Dommage. I had to argue in French, en français, that uh, they had charged me twice. So, du wapel. And I, I argued, I had to argue that, like I was black Pomme and. Frites. Black, blue in the face. I had to argue with this, with bleu, this woman. Le bleu. Bleu. <laughs> bleu et le, what is face? Uh, visage. Bizarre, blue le visage. Or mean, if you prefer. Oui, La mine. Uh, so I had Quel to argue. Dommage. I had to argue away. And then... And then Did uh, you have to speak to le manager? Yeah, the manager came Oh, over. le manager! <laughs> le manager! Le manager du jour! Je demande. Je suis manager. le manager du jour. Bonjour, David. <laughs> Bonjour, manager. Comment ça va? Ça va bien. Oh! So then... Uh, oh, non, non. Uh, oh. Uh, ask me. Oh, uh, ça va? Ah, comme ci, comme ça. <laughs> While you're at work. David, uh, yes. who is the problem? Uh, my problem is oui? that... Uh, I don't, I'm not going to do this French thing. So then oh, I had to argue. Sorry. Oh, no, so, Francais. No, Francais. Pour le manager. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Uh, oh, manager. Pour vous, le Francais. David, I will speak a little English. <laughs> I don't have much time. By the dumpster, there is a uh, skunk molesting a cat. I must uh, deal with this. A uh, bit of paint fell on the cat. Oh, uh, the skunk, she... Uh, uh, she thinks ah. it's, uh, it is a skunk. It is uh, not saying no, no for an answer. <laughs> I love my old French. Where? That's the best part of learning a language is you learn it from like the 1920s. Mm-hmm. I remember when uh, we had a Spanish boy who came and stayed with us and he called us chaps. <laughs> how endearing. He doesn't realize that that phrase is not in use in North America, nor no. is it in use anywhere on earth. And said your wife is as pretty as a flapper. That's right. <laughs> what, what do you say? <laughs> oh, right in my Al Capone's vault. So I had to, uh, I had to argue with it. And then the manager came over. And then she she looks through the receipt. Oh, it was a woman. Damn it. I'm sorry. I was sexist. I was That's all right. a man. She looks through the receipt, and right away she sees the other charge that was I'd already been charged. And she looks at this person like daggers at this other uh, assistant. And this assistant had to angrily give me my, my change back. Oh, and, my God. They, they might have room. almost gotten fired and then have their good. full salary and, and compensation and then all the health care. Mm-hmm. And it really wouldn't have mattered because they've got such a great system there. Well, yeah. Luckily, uh, minutes after that happened, they went on strike. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say. <laughs> and then they got double their pay. <laughs> We so it there, all worked uh, out great. Yeah. When it's we were fine. there in 2006, we couldn't go to Pompidou Center one day because uh, there was a strike at Pompidou Center. Look, and Fran- that's part of life in France. France I knows assume. how to strike. Yeah. In a way that everyone listens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I-, I wasn't mad. I just said, "Oh, that's like, it sounds like we're in France." But you can't. You can't. Uh, you can't be mad about things that happen in a country you visit. That'd, that'd be just be insane. No, I mean, I wish we knew how in North America to strike. As like the French do, mm, uh, like so effectively, effectively, yeah. So it's short, mm-hmm. so you don't have a dumb like for me, like you don't have a dumb writer strike that yeah. goes for forever because no one knows how to end it or what yeah, to do. Yeah, you know, it's like no, it's like uh, you're French. You want to strike? Let's go strike. Mm. All right, we're in the streets. We're angry. <laughs> Everyone's oh, geez, give them what they want. Okay, yeah. take it. All right, we uh, good. We know what we're doing. Done. Yeah, I, f- I have a feeling that it's less that way nowadays, but uh, probably you know, like everywhere in the world. No one wants to be on the streets because someone's going to get in the truck and run them all over. It's, it's also too hot. Though. And it's, and well, there's no one in, as it's a well-known fact that there's no one in Paris in the summertime. Yeah. Everyone leaves Paris to go summer, on summer vacation. Les vacances elsewhere. Wait. 
Dayu. You know, like that's the, that's the time they started double chopping, charging you for whoppers. I wish I could speak French as fluently as I could read it. Mm-hmm. I was reading. Uh, I I have a. I got some uh, Le Scrumpf Integrals. Uh, oh, very good. By Peu, uh, Smurfs, as we know them here. Uh, and when you say that, it always mm-hmm. sounds like. I'm doing mushrooms. Less Yeah, it feels like you're like doing some mushrooms. <laughs> and uh, I always, uh, I, I love those integrals because they're, they just don't give you the, the books, which is fine. They, you know, there's four, four uh, albums in there, but also they just give you like this long essay at the front of it with, with historical photographs of all the artists and the assistants that work with Peo and, and samples of art and samples of advertisement art and stuff like that. It's really quite neat. And they'll have pages out of Spirou, the uh, magazine. And uh, it's, yeah, I really, I really enjoy them. And so I was reading it last night, and that was my thought when I was reading it. I thought because I had met those, um, I met some uh, two ladies from Quebec yeah. at the after party for Van Cap. I know you didn't go to the after party. Oh yeah, but me as a party animal, I would like to know a little bit well, about that, and then I'd like no to tell you a animal. Quebec story. As well. uh, I met two two ladies from Quebec there. They both are cartoonists. Oh. One I bought her book, uh, Boumerie, it's called, and then the other wrote a book called uh, Nuclear Winter. Which has been published in English in North America. Her name is her artist name is Cab C A B. C A B. I like when uh, I like when they do like the French thing of giving themselves like a, a kind of a nickname. Well, you you sign your uh, you sign uh, the books as uh, Dave. Yes, I do. One Dave, and then you do a, a very nice signature with like a little uh, outline around it. It's mm. very fancy pants. Yes, and then again, seductively blow on it. Seductively then, blow on uh, it and, and give it, it to the open faced. <laughs> open face, open face sandwich to yeah, the lady. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, barefaced, you should say. You know. And then... Uh, you do a little of that when you're We were there. talking, and it would have been nice if I could have talked a little bit in French to them, because they were talking to me in English. It would be nice if I could return the favor, but my French is very basic. My spoken French is very basic, because I can't think fast enough to speak French. Yeah. And I'm also a little shy about embarrassing myself i'm not a person who enjoys embarrassment there's some people who don't feel embarrassment in that way and they're just they can put themselves out there in a situation and i can do that to a degree but i can't do that with something that's important to me like french like yeah. speaking a language or learning you're a language too in your own head it's very difficult i mean if you were trying to think of like saying yeah. the right words to say in english mm. you probably wouldn't be able to speak english very well either you'd be yeah, like i'm going to say exactly. the exact right thing yeah. wait is that correct mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll tie it up yeah and like uh for them you know they live in a country where they're in a province where it's you know french is the first language but english is a close second it sure is yeah. and so if you want to learn it it's possible whereas here you know, it's hard to it's hard to learn unless you go through French immersion or something like that. Well, there's no practical place mm-hmm. to speak French. Yeah, and that's what you need. You need a location where mm-hmm. you're speaking French, and we do not have that. Yeah, and when I was younger, I know I thought about like going to Europe and things, but I didn't have the money to go, and it wasn't really practical for me either. Like, uh, you know, just my life situation didn't really allow for that, and then and then it certainly changed enough that it all bets were off. It's interesting. My my youngest daughter Eve. Um, Unlike my oldest daughter, Mary, who both went through French immersion, Mary could care less about French, it seems. Like, she has given up on French as a as a thing that she should know. And I f- feel that's very sad because, you know, it's something that, you know, that you have. It's a skill that you have that other people may not have. Eve, on the other hand, um, although she is, like me, she's too embarrassed to speak it to people, she can happily sit and watch a French film without subtitles, and she mm. understands it perfectly well. Whereas I can get bits of it, but not very much of it, because you know, if you don't learn a language, if you don't learn a spoken language through listening to it, it just sounds like one long word. And so for her, though, she can because she enjoyed watching um, French YouTubers. Ah, okay. she would watch them, 
and she can also watch the films and she just understands because she's gotten used to listening to it spoken and uh i i am not in that place and i wish i was i wish i wish i could mm, understand it i wish late. i could speak it well it's never too late but it's no it's really not it's very uh difficult to to uh teach an old dog new tricks but like i say i can sit and i can read it quite happily yeah you know and I, I, like i say i was reading sitting there reading like this long essay about peo in, in this book and i you know i had no problem at all but... i would think if you had an extended time in france like even 3 weeks mm. you would start to slip into it i had a little bit of that when i was spending a lot of time in france and also not france in spain and also in germany okay and like by the end of it you're like kind of getting it like <laughs> i don't want to say talk because yeah. i sound like an idiot but i'm getting what people are saying yeah. you know yes. i get i yes. get the context clues mm. at least i'm mm. picking this up yeah. Yeah. Well, That's yeah. One of the things I want to do nice. with Sparks is like, ideally, it would be nice if we could all tour and do a little <laughs> bit of like going around and sure, seeing fun. some stuff. So, how was the uh, how was the like f- a big party at the, the uh, after the party? Well, you know, it's it's mostly no. That's why mostly I'm asking. The young people. What what? Where was the venue? The oldsters. Uh, they they dis- disappear into the night. Sure, we're tired. So tired. We're so tired. And uh, it was at a little pub called Relish. Okay. Near the law courts. On Rob, just off, like uh, not on Robson Street. Was but it a pub? It's not a burger place because there's a burger place called Relish that's also in in town. Well, they weren't serving burgers. They right? did serve burgers, but other things as well. And it was very public, so I don't. I don't oh, okay. Know. It's it's a restaurant called Relish. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's one of those on Commercial as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. If you're ever like get too early for the Critical Hit show and you're like, oh, I want a burger, and you don't want to go to McDonald's and you don't want to go to A and W and you don't want to go anywhere else, uh, you can go to Relish. There was a. <laughs> There was a, a Japanese barbecue right next door to it. Does that make it seem... That sounds very Vancouver. <laughs> and uh, Nina was very regret, regretful that we didn't get to go and have Japanese barbecue. We, so we'll have to put that onto our, onto our itinerary. Something yep. we need to do. Also, uh, yeah, we almost had a... Well, she invited me to a Korean barbecue thing in Toronto, but I wasn't able to go to that, mm. which I was regretful about. But then I got to eat at Popeye's Chicken, which I know she likes as well. So, you know. I've never had it. Is it good? Popeye's Chicken? Yeah. Dave. Mm? I don't want to cuss. Sure. That's fucking good chicken. Is it? Yeah. Compared to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, good. Fuck. Fuck off. (laughs) Fuck off. Glad to hear that. Fuck off. I hate Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's so crisp. It's so good. It's so good. And the sides are really good too. Mm, Okay. Really good sides. Sounds like Uh, it's got. If you if you like a spicy chicken, you got that. You got a regular Mm, chicken. You know what? Get a little of each. See what you like the most. But it's got. Oh, it's goddamn good. I have to try it one day. Listen, we need to tour a little bit so we can get you some chicken. (laughs) Uh, No, you would you would like it, and I know Uh. it's like one of Nina's uh, favorite things. Um. Yeah. Oh, here's the thing about Quebec. So we're in Toronto. Yes. Tell, tell us your Quebec story. This is it's not even a Quebec story. It's a Toronto yeah. story, but it relates to Quebec. Sure. So we're so Nina and I are doing our signy signs, and then we have someone come by from Scholastic, and they're talking about how oh it would be so nice if we could get this translated into French. Mm-hmm. Both Nina and I are like on board with that. Yeah. Nina's concern is that the uh, the sound effects are not. Uh, uh, a layer that she could that she pasted. They're yeah. actually in the art itself, so that might I, be. A... I, you know what? Like, I don't see. I don't see how that's a problem. Like, I would prefer if, like, when you read when you and I read um, Asterix when we were kids, a yeah. lot of the sound effects were just were kept. Sure. From what uh, Uderzo drew in the and the I back you up on that. And we didn't mind that it said poof with a P O U F. Who cares? We understood what it meant. Beautiful. 
Agreed. So uh, she was going, yeah, I hope I hope that we can do it in French, but I don't know. I'm yeah. not the one to ask. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, we're like, oh, I hope they can do it in French one day. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, for like sure. Like about 10 minutes later, a guy comes by. Hey, I'm uh, translating your book into French. Oh, oh great. Oh, hey. Hey, hooray for you. <laughs> hooray. Good. Nice, nice. So, yeah, apparently that's something that uh, is supposed to be happening, maybe. Uh, maybe that should be secret. Mm. So everyone out there, keep, keep shut up. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. Just keep, keep it on the... Uh... But I would love uh, keep it laba. I would love to go to Montreal and do a signing because that's my hometown. Sure. I love Montreal, and I would love to take you to Montreal and definitely Nina. Yeah, I would love to go there. It was, the way it was described by these two ladies, it sounds like a wonderful town. Stinky, messy, full of cigarette butts. Right. I'm not going to say who, but someone that was in our general vicinity was talking about how they their first visit to Canada was uh, to uh, to Quebec, and I went like, "Oh, that's great!" And they went to Quebec City. Oh, you have not seen Canada at all. It's this walled <laughs> city. It's like, you know, it's all yeah. French. It's like, boy, no. If that's what you think Canada is, yeah. oh boy, not at no. And you it's know, an you'd be well, you'd be yeah. so sh- I know so old, yeah. so shocked. As to what the rest of Canada looks like. Yeah, the rest like. of Canada, we just tear down old. We don't keep old. I'm now trying to think of like, like. so I went to Quebec City. Oh, that's great. Then I went to Fort McMurray. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. You've seen a lot of Canada. Fridge then. to the microwave. All right. <laughs> it's all fine. It's all fine. Microwave to the fridge, I guess. Microwave to the fridge. Yeah. That's another way to put it. Yeah. Uh, so. I was just thinking in terms of warm to cold. No, you know what? You were right. You were right to correct Although Quebec me. is also pretty cold. It Quebec is City very, is pretty, it, pretty cold. You're not wrong. Yeah. That's what. That's how I remember it. Um, <laughs> though I remember North Delta being colder than Quebec. North Delta, I do because, like, I, I have. Uh, I never remember being Quebec and going like, "Well, I'm screwed. It's too cold." Though I do remember at one point walking to your place uh, yeah. and going, "This is just too fucking cold. It yeah. hurts. Yeah, this hurts my face." Well, our cold is different than anywhere else in it, Canada. This is painful in my face. Yeah. I hate this. It we hurts. Don't, we don't have a dry cold here. We have a we have this sort of weird, angry, wet punch in the in, face, we, bone penetrating cold oh, that just really so annoying sucks. Whereas if you go to like when I was in Alberta and it was very cold there, obviously I didn't feel that cold. It was just kind of it's just you know it's just kind of chilly. It's not terrible. But here, you know, everything gets wet and cold and just yeah. awful. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful in a different way. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I remember in general For the when three I was, days of of real cold we get. Yeah, when I was a, when I was a kid, I remember like such extreme weather things. They were like painful or fog that you uh, couldn't yeah. couldn't see like literally two feet in front of they you. Don't seem to get the fog as much anymore. And or, I know it's weird, right? You know and, why? Because they've taken away the a lot the of the trees. N- well, no, the lumber mills. Oh, okay. Would produce because they'd produce a bunch of smoke from the beehive burners oh, along the river. Oh, that does make sense. And so the smoke layer would create these fog. These, this. Yeah, I was uh, because of the, um, uh, the the volcano in Hawaii. I've been you know boring people with my stories of volcanoes as a youth, and uh, <laughs> and saying how yeah when Mount St Helens erupted, we had like you know a couple of inches of ash on mm. our street. Yeah, and yeah. to me it's like well what the hell happened? Like obviously it rained and that washed it away, but just like that much ash. How did people, like, you think about, if that was nowadays, yeah. it would just be, well, someone with asthma would just die. You just would, like, that's the end of you. That's the end of yeah. you. You know, everything is covered in ash. We were you can't then. go outside. Oh, no, you're just tougher. Volcanic ash it's has fine. covered everything. It's okay. It's the end of days. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's, it's totally okay. We, yeah, we went out. We're it's kicking around ash. We're making, like, uh, ash angels. Yeah. You know, it's, like, so, so weird. You know your dad would have said, walk it off. Yeah, that is what Dad would have said. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Now, uh, now, David, we're coming up to. Uh, let's see what time we're at. We're at uh, one twenty-five in our show. Okay. Um, would you say it's about time to have a little music? 
Sure, if you'd like. I would. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. If you, if you want. Let's do it. Did you talk enough about TCAF, though? Um, Can, wait, I just want you to compare TCAF to VanCAF. That's what I'd like you to do. They're actually, very, before. very different. Well, there you go. Now compare. Why, why are they different? Like, how, um, compare and contrast. TCAF feels like an event. Like it's, it's like the mm-hmm. at least, at least that's what it felt like to us. Like the this chunk of the city rotates around TCAF. It's yeah. a big thing. It's where pe- people plan for it. They come mm-hmm. to it. They got they they got to sell a certain amount. Uh, big uh, celebrities are there for al- alternative cartoonists. Okay, you have a Jaime Hernandez shows up. Wow. There was a fellow, and I forget his name, but he was on that Man Ben thing we were talking about. Like as a he's a uh, a manga was, artist. Was it Iro? I believe ISAO. ISAO. Yeah, something like that. I'm. Yeah, I know. I feel bad just making up a name, but he was very very popular. He was there, and there was always like someone who was like, "Whoa!" And there was. It really spread to all these other venues, yeah. and you know, my friend Cecil was doing her uh, hockey noir opera. It was such a big thing. Yeah, it was just a bigger deal. It it was multiple floors of this library and just raised up into the sky. It was it was a bigger bump da thing. <laughs> Whereas Vancouver is, hey, how you doing? What's yeah. going on? It's two rooms. It's really good cartoonists. Yeah, but it's very casual. People wander in. Some people who are coming don't know this is going on today. Yeah. They're wandering about. But in both like, cases... Where's my yoga class? <laughs> there you are. But in both cases, it's free, which is really great because because it's free, I think people buy more things. Yeah. Uh, also, there isn't... In, th- there might be more of a lineup at TCAF, but there's no lineup at VanCAF. So people aren't grumpy. They haven't been in a lineup <laughs> with their kids, which yeah. I think is the case with something like a fan expo. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, well, we're going to have a good time. We lined up. Mm. They're just like, <laughs> they just go wander in. Yeah. And the kids aren't all, all crazy because they've, they've just come in and there's like, they're distract, you know, they're, they're just looking around. They're having a good time. It's, uh, it's, it's mellow. It's fine. The one weird thing at TCAF was at one point someone was there dressed as the Joker. And I was like, why are you dressed as the Joker? But yeah, it was still fine. It's good good on them. I like I like that they were dressed as the Joker. I wish more people would cosplay as alternative comics characters. There, there were some furries at uh, Van. At there Van definitely Kef. were some furries. That's right. They showed up. Yep. To do their furry wave. Yeah, there was a considerable. There was like at least a dozen furries there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but good on them. But clean, clean costumes. What's interesting at, at VanCaf, I, I found for us, was that we sold more sparks at VanCaf than, than you guys did at, at TCAF. That is true. And you, when you think of like size of 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 audience, yes, at TCAF versus what we're getting at Van. Okay, but what one? Okay, though at Van Calf we had a we were able to afford a bigger table. Okay, so I think we were presented better. Nina had her drawings mm. up on you know she had some really nice Oni drawings, really beautiful drawings. Yeah. Uh, we had you know our little banner. Uh, whereas at uh, TCAF we were a very small table with okay. our little banner. Uh, it, we were harder to see. Yeah. I think like if we had like the double table, we would have like sold more. Not that I'm like we didn't sell enough, but like uh, we would yeah. have sold more. We would have been more of a okay. hey, how you doing? But we were kind of a oh what oh there oh you there you are yeah. hey. Whereas at Van Calf, uh we were sitting next to Pia, uh, and uh, she had a nice big table there yeah. too. Yeah. And we just had we had a good we had a good spot. Sure. We weren't against the wall. We were like in a good spot. And uh, yeah, to be fair, I also think that there was less competition. For us at VanCaf than at say at TCAF, where I think pretty limited choices for pa- parents with kids looking f- to buy something. True. There was Amulet, and then there's us. And maybe you could find something that was kind of kid friendly. Yeah, but a little bit. There was the fellow who did. I forget. I'm sorry, I'm blanking. 
but some book about dragons is also a scholastic one. He okay. was he was a couple of tables uh, up from us as okay. well. I didn't see that. But you're right. It's tough to know. Oh, is this for kids or mm. is this a sexy book that looks like it's for kids? Yeah, yeah. Because there's and a lot of that. A lot of people are drawing a, cute. There yeah. is a lot of that. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. There's a reason that the furries were there, and it's like you know, if you like that, hey, there's comics for you as well, <laughs> right here, right here. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're very definitely Van Calf is more mellow, mm-hmm. uh, but I like them both. For it was a nice, it was a nice con to come to after doing uh, TCAF. Yeah, yeah, I I would love to go to TCAF just to see it. You, know? you would, it's <laughs> true. I would go there. No, you would love it. Oh, I think you yeah. would just love that library. Yeah, again, because like, it's so I, much stuff about European comics. I do like libraries. Just on the walls, and like mm. this is the, again. We we kept wow. saying like TCAF is a con that's made for Dave. It's all things Dave likes. Yeah, I impressed. I impressed those two uh, ladies from Quebec from Quebec with my uh, knowledge of of Spirou and French comics. And oh, that's nice. Things, yeah, because I really like French comics. I have that particular style. Yep. I mean, I like Mobius, but he's not like in my. He's not. He doesn't hit me where it counts. You know. Yeah, it's. I mean, this has been one of the nice things about working on Simpsons and uh, and having Pia do all the, the the Y stuff is we have had opportunities to go around Europe and around the world uh, because because of this. And I'm yeah. hoping that with Sparks, this will extend. This is my hope <laughs> that you know we'll be able to bring you as well to uh, to things. That's the goal. Mm. So let me just say, if you're a con that's in Europe and you're listening to this, invite <laughs> Dave. He's a he's a delight. Well, that's that's uh, and, true. And get him get him over there. I am a delight. And he will uh, he will go to your damn museums of comic book art, and he will check those things out. And he will probably pay the ten dollar uh, honorarium fee at the door. He won't be like no and walk by by it like other I won't. cartoonists. I won't. No, you won't. Good on you. <laughs> so um, uh, to wrap up, hooray! And if you haven't bought Sparks, buy Sparks. Even though it says it's for uh, you know it goes top age that you should buy it ten no. No, you buy it. You're an adult. It's, it's an all ages book. It's an sure. all ages book. It Who's has who? it has jokes for the kids and jokes for you and jokes for the kid in you and and everything else. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm now writing the next two books and uh, is it hard? It sure is. Uh, but uh, how is it hard? Trying to fu- re- recapture the tone or no? Not trying to recapture the tone because you don't want to recapture the tone. Okay. Uh, you want to do whatever comes next. Yeah. So. But you also want to make a book that's accessible if someone's reading that book for the oh, very first time yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like it just reminds me of when I used to read the Great Brain books, and uh, I started with like one in the good middle, books. yeah, really good books. But like you know, I didn't start with the introduction. Yeah. It was started with like we're all in now, so I've got to like find a way of like introducing people to these characters, yeah. not repeating the same emotional beats, and uh, and not yeah, and 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 trying to make it. Hopefully, as funny and as as deep as as the first one, uh, with with again not repeating, and that's the that's the trick. Mm-hmm. The one positive thing is that I've got the first book now. So when I when I wrote the when I wrote the first one, I didn't have the characters visually in my head. I was thinking of them as the real life versions of them. Where now I know Nina's drawings and your coloring, and I know the way what things will look like. So okay. I'm like, okay. Here we go. I'll still be really wrong with like how they'll end up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but it's, but that part does help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's a trick because then the third book is very different than the second book and has to do very different things than a second book does. Oh. How so? so? How um, so? a second book has to escalate, has to, has to grow, but you can't lose touch so, with the emotion. Yeah. And, and that's quite often what you'll, will, will be a mistake in a movie or whatever for your sequel. You'll just give people more yeah. of the same sure. and you'll lose, uh, what's the heart of it. Yeah. So now I've got to like find a way of like, yes, 
making it bigger, yeah. but also keeping it the tighter. Friend, the friendship at the heart of it. Yeah, of whatever whatever is the heart of it and yeah. find a different beat. And I've got a, a different emotional beat to play with this. And then the, the, the third one, because we don't know if we'll be doing any after that, should be one that, again, takes it... Takes it. In a, you can go a little bit more intimate with a third one. Yeah. Um, but it should wrap things up so that if this is the only is the last one, uh, that's okay. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a trick that you got to do with your third one. Sure. So that's what I got to figure out, and that's there. <laughs> that's very very hard. And also, I've got to I've got to find a whole bunch of action things for cats to do mm. that aren't too violent. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got to be thrilling, but not to you know, but not repeating myself and. And that that's a trick as well. But For we're sure. going to do it. We're going to do it. You're going to do it. We're anyway. going to do it. No, we're going to do, do it. We're going to do it. Okay. But now. Give him any pen, he'll take it. Give him a pad of paper, he'll make it. He's going to write that spark. Pre- Whoops, sorry. Prequel? Sequel? Doing <laughs> it all. Yeah, I could do the cheesy thing and make, a, <laughs> make, a make the third one like a prequel. <laughs> yeah, I could always do that. I don't recommend it. We have, uh, we, we did think of, uh, and without saying what it is, we did think of a completely different genre we could do this, the book in and. You know, oh boy! I think what what we do with that though would be that would be a standalone comic mm, that we do for like sure. another free comic book day or something. That'd be cool. That would just be a fantasy sequence because we do have dream sequences in there, so we're, it gives us a little bit of the freedom to do that. Uh, I do know one character that uh, Nina is demanding that I put in there. It's yeah. a different type of cat. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna say what the type of cat is, Freezing, but being she very, went like, very yeah. strong, very strong in her insistence. She's like, no, it's got to be this kind of cat. I'm like, all yeah. right, here we go. So. Yeah, demands it's, are made. If there's anything you fine. need to see in the book mm. that you want to color yeah. desperately, like a, they've got to at some point be in front of a sunset. I'm. Oh, we already uh, did a sunset. I oh, do God. enjoy doing sunsets. God damn it! Okay, you tell me underwater. Uh, well, I think it might be happy with the first <laughs> chapter. All right. So uh, back <laughs> to the sounds fun to color. Back to the world of music. Back to the world because of music. I can name the first song you're gonna do in three notes. Oh really? Yep. Okay, give me the three notes. Let me to see. Let me go to my go to my notes. Go your notes on your notes. Go to go to my notes. Oh, my wife sent me a unicorn saying you're welcome. Aw, very nice. Does she work for Oddball? <laughs> she does not. But she knows. Okay. She knows me. Is that why we got a discount? She knows me. Um. Okay. <laughs> Dang it. I will. Uh, but you're gonna have to just sing the three notes. You don't play them on there. Yeah, just I'm gonna sing. sing them. All right. First of all, give me a clue. First of all, what's the theme? This you gotta give me the theme first of all. Or you're not going to give me the theme. I'll give you the theme. The All right, give theme. me the theme. Last week we had sun. Right. This week. Because you love sunsets. We've just established. I do enjoy. I love sunsets and sunrises as well. I love okay. them both. I think they're both beautiful. It's when it's in the middle of the I also, sky that you call it a son of a bitch. I also love when it, it's dusk and the sun is just set and there's that kind of blue period right after the sun is set. Ah. I love that. I love that color and I Very love that nice. time of night. Um, By the way, those of you just joining us, uh, people give Dave a theme and he does five songs on those. Yeah, the I'll do a theme. They will suggest a song to tell you what the theme kind of is. Yeah. And then Dave will do five songs. Yeah. All right. So uh, and people, people have been enjoying it. Oh, and, uh, I just, we got a, an email from a listener and I don't want to, I don't want to out this listener. Okay. But they seem concerned that I was offended at some, something they said to me about the music that I, that All I was right. playing. And I just want to say that I'm not offended. I'm just playing along with your teasing me for my music. So, I, I I know that you're not criticizing me. I know that you're just kind of teasing me, and I was just I was just playing you back. Very good. So don't think that I am in any way offended or upset by what people are saying about like teasing comments about bubblegum music, for instance. Very good. It's fine. I understand that you're just teasing me because bubblegum music is like a silly thing to like. 
And I get it. I get it. I also like ABBA, everyone. Very good. Apparently that is, has gone the way it, people are very upset about people liking ABBA right now. Really? But you said before you didn't, but you've changed your mind. Yes, I did right away. <laughs> that's not very good. It wasn't a very good uh, scan there, everyone. Sorry. All right. But I, that song's very good. But it's not my favorite song by them. Okay. Favorite song? Super Trooper. Really? Yeah, I love that song. All right. Well, we have. I love the I love the vocal part of it. The yep. during the Super Trooper part. I like Super Trooper, but I prefer mm-hmm. the uh, not the nine o'clock news parody song of it. Oh, what was that? Uh, that was Super Duper. Super Duper. Super. Have you not seen that? I'm sure I saw it at the time because I watched them all on KBOS. But uh, well, our friend uh, David Fine was complaining about ABBA, and uh, all his friends were jumping on, going, "Yeah!" Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I went. I like ABBA. That said, and then I put a little clip of oh, uh, okay. uh, of that on there. I, I didn't will, see that. I, I saw you, I saw your comment, but I didn't. I will send see you your, a link to that. I didn't see your. Um, yeah, I don't remember that one. I, the only not the nine, not the nine o'clock news song I remember now it was a song making fun of mods called Mod Monarch, which yeah. I think was a very good song actually. Uh, even though it's Johnny, you're the king of rock and roll. Even though you're making fun of mods, who yeah. are very cool. Uh, so this comes from listener Sarah Walsh, who when hi Sarah when Nettie. Uh, requested sun song she said oh that reminds me i would like to request rain songs oh and so that's a very vancouver thing to do and i thought and she's not from vancouver so that's the amazing part of it sure uh, and i said you know what rain songs are also good because All right. rainy days and something rather get me down um i think sundays rainy right? days and sundays bring me down always yeah, bring me down um but i did not choose that song <laughs> sorry i did not i did not choose it's raining men i did not choose no rain by Bli- uh, Blind Melon. Or just the song Rain. Did not choose any rains. Okay. Not Harry Nelson's Rain from Flash Harry. Nor the classic song Rain by the Beatles. Which, you know, once again, I did not hear until I was or in my 20s. singing in the rain. I did not choose singing in the rain. I like that song a lot. All right. Now, Dave, uh, give, me the three, uh, give me the three notes and I'll tell you the song you thought. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Just, just, sing, just sing three notes. I don't, know this, <laughs> I don't know this song well enough. I'll do, I'll do, a, different, I'll do a different song. I'll do a song later. That uh-huh. I know better, okay? And then you'll, that you'll sing that for me. Yeah. Very good. All right, so this the theme is right now. What did our listener, what did Sarah, uh, what did Sarah send in as her example she song? She didn't send in an example song, Oh, well, actually. then fuck that. We're not doing it. Yeah. We have, rules are rules. Okay, you want me to not rules do it? Rules are rules. Okay, I have a different thing I could do. No, we're going to go okay. for it. <laughs> it's a very hot day, and I'm you're actually really, looking forward you're really to really teasing sarah she was all like anticipating and then you just oh we're not gonna do it no but we have rules sarah we do have rules we have one rule we do have rules okay Um, fine and you're you're okay with you're okay with this then i'm I'm I'm, okay as as i'm speaking i'm typing in a song that i i I finally decided on i this was very hard for me i had a few songs that i wanted to include and okay and then i ended up so hard i might put just a few names of bubbling under i'm not gonna play them yeah to you I'm just going to say they're bubbling under because I really had some trouble. So you'll put those on our website? Sure. Okay, the bubbling unders. Bubbling unders, yeah. All right. Uh, so song number one. Song number one. You know what? We could we could, <laughs> we could, could do this song first. It's in no particular order. No, no. We're, I, want to, I want to keep it in the order that I have them. Sorry, sorry. So um, His own worst enemy. Yes, I, I am. So this song, uh, I don't really know this band very well. Uh, they didn't do very many records. Okay. This uh, a song came out as a, as a single in 1968, and it might have even been a B side of the single. And it was a band called uh, the U.S. Males. Okay. Get it? Yeah. Originally, they were called the Coastliners, then they changed their name to to to. And what year is this from? Uh, 1968. Okay. And they were they were from Texas, but the song is more like uh is more influenced by like uh, the 
by British uh, music. So they're kind of like abandoned, stuck in Texas, loving the British sound sure. and, and, and doing their best to, to imitate it. And this song is called Come Out of the Rain. All right. And uh, we'll play that right now. Ooh, I love the things she does The way she wears her hair I know she doesn't care And when I see the way she wears her hair and i was like boy that song that lyric was in a lot of songs back then yeah yeah, yeah you're right um and probably because they they heard it and they went oh i really like that the lyric and we're gonna we're gonna switch it now yeah. i also like the fact that you know we all know a lot of music we all listen to a lot of music a lot you of people, more than most but yeah but a lot of people on the show who are listening to the show as well really like music and listen to a lot of it and it's just so great that there's still songs out there that you can kind of stumble upon in your 50s and and still say oh that's a great that's a great song. Or in your 40s or whenever I heard that song. Yeah, I'm going to say one of the nice things is sometimes you'll put the, um, like a YouTube clip or something of a song up. Mm. And whenever, and that's one thing I do like about YouTube is you click on, on the clip and you've then got like 10 things to the side. Like, if you like this, here's some other stuff. Yeah. And then you go down the rabbit hole and then you're, then your time <laughs> has passed and you haven't written your Sparks book and your editor's <laughs> yelling at you. And you're like, what are you going to do? I don't know. What, what if you fall down a rabbit hole? <laughs> On YouTube. Are you just saying, are you just basing this in your own life? No. <laughs> what if he misses a deadline? Uh, he's getting yelled at by a mean uh, man. <laughs> so that, so everyone, that was 
the the U.S. mails. Get it? Get Did it? they uh, ever have any hits? No. I've heard of them. Really? For a band that like has never mm. had any hits. Oh, yeah. that's glad glad you've heard of them. Yeah, no, I don't think they ever made it big. They just uh, they just existed and made a really nice song. So yeah. what the heck? Good for them. Well Good done, U.S. Mails. If any of you them. are listening, by the way, if any of you are in these bands and you're like, oh my god, they're playing our song on the podcast, uh, say hi and do not sue us. Okay, this song, I'm going to give you the clue. All right, here we go. So this song, give me a year. It's a soul song. Okay. 1974, sung by a female singer. Okay. And here are the for opening notes of the song. Okay. Do do do, do do do. Am I getting this correct? Do 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 do. A second. Do, do, uh, let me do. let me sing it a little faster. Do 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 because oh, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like do do do. Yeah. Okay. Do do do, and it's uh, seventy four. Yeah. Female singer. Yeah. Female singer. So, okay, I'll give you another clue. Sang on the record label High Records, H I Records. Yeah. Producer Willie Mitchell. Sure. Fan, fantabulous Willie Mitchell. Right. Of course, the Hodge brothers played on it. The Hodges brothers played on it. Of course, they it. did. It makes it makes total sense. Teeny, teeny Hodges on guitar. Sure. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with uh, Donna Summer. No, that's way too early for Donna Summer. So okay, I'm gonna take that I'm away from you. Have to me. go. It's too early for Donna Summer. Yeah. Donna Spring. And uh, <laughs> you win. April Rain. <laughs> you win. You win. Really good. Really good. Okay, let's play the song. Okay. We won't we'll let other people guess because we gave a lot sure. of clues there. And so let, let's see if your guess yeah. is right And uh, remember to call in, and that's Klondike 519. <laughs> Klondike 519. Yeah. Huh. Click, 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 click. Is that you, Mert? Put me through the Klondike 519. I know what this song is. I can't stand the rain. Against my window Bringing back sweet memories Yeah, when the rain Do you remember How sweet it used to be my win 
that was uh, Anne Peebles. Uh, okay. I Can't Stand the Rain. I would not have gotten her name, but I know the song. It's yeah, so I think Tina I Turner did a later cover, uh, ah, cover of it. Ah, this all makes sense. And But I think this version is, is stands, stands uh, heads and tails above, or heads and shoulders above anyone on the heads and tails. That'd be weird. Heads and shoulders above of uh, uh, all, all pretenders. Yeah, if you stood heads and tails, would you would be, just be somersaulting you'd be around. You would be somersaulting. You would fall off of whatever not, high thing you're I did on. not mean to imply the song was somersaulting. But, but heads and shoulders, yes. Mm-hmm. Then you would have no dandruff and it would be good. Yeah, it's interesting because high record. Uh, which was owned by Willie Mitchell. H.I.? H.I., that's right. And it was uh, it was a label in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was kind of around the same time as Stax. And so and it's interesting because... S-T-A-X? S-T-A-X, Stax Records, Very yeah. Good. I am spelling things well. <laughs> and, they, and both of them were in the same town, and both of them had their own sound. Hmm. Related, even though they shared a drummer. Because Al Jackson, who, who uh, drummed in Booker T and the MGs, who were kind of the house band at Stax Records... Okay. Also drummed with the the session musicians at at high, at high records, and uh, apparently when um, Ann Peebles and her then boyfriend, who was a songwriter, uh, a guy named something Bryant, were going out going out one night to a concert, they were leaving and it started to rain out, and she said, "I can't stand the rain," and he and he was you know he said like any songwriter, you're just like programmed to hear mm-hmm. interesting phrases that, and he's like, "That is a great." That is a great uh, thing. And so he just started writing the song. Yeah. Like sat down and started writing the song out. And so she contributed and their friend of theirs who was a DJ, they all kind of threw in ideas as they were. And nice. they wrote the song and one night, didn't go to the concert, forgot about the concert. And then they went and recorded it. And uh, and that, that interesting sound was this electric timbale that mm. that Willie that Willie Mitchell had had brought into the into the studio. And uh, yeah, it made that little boop doop boop boop. Yeah, that's doop, very boop, interesting. Boop doop boop boop. Doop, doop. That was what I was trying to em- emulate in my little, doot, doot. but it was hard to make that sound, like to even know how fast it goes in the in the song. Yeah, but it's a very, and then you get that great high records uh, groove that because uh, they also backed um, Al Green. Okay, and so you get that. It's a similar sound to any kind of Al Green song you might hear. You know Al Green, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And so uh, like let's stay together or whatever. And so you get that. And a preacher. And became a preacher. That's right. Uh, later on, and you could have gotten married by Al Green for a long time, and and easily because he was so uh, he was became a, he fell out of favor so 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 hard in the eighties and early nineties that you could have just gone to his church and got married well, what any brought old time. Him back? Uh, I think just time, you know. And then he's and he kind of he wasn't on the um, the soundtrack to Big Chill, was he? Cause that no, that a, would have been before Big. It would have been well after Big Chill. Okay, because that brought a lot of people back. That yeah. brought that type. Well, of music. maybe brought that music back too. And yeah. but I think this sort of time. Because what happened with El Green is interesting. He, you know, he was a struggling musician. Became a fantastic star. You know, he was uh, wrote his own songs. Of course, he was part of the high records uh, stable of of talent and you know he had this great backing group and he was making these great albums and he was doing so well and he was, had lots of lady friends and then. Uh, this particular lady friend that he had, like, became super jealous of his of, of him, and she actually came to uh to his house and she threw like boiling grits on him. Oh Jesus! And uh, and it was just a huge scene. And I think she, I think there's something to do with a shotgun that she maybe killed herself or something. Oh, like, God. it was really horribly dramatic. And he was so shaken by it that he like decided he was going to leave music. Like leave secular music entirely. Yeah, and he did this album called the Bell Album, and there's a song in there called called Bell, and that, this song is sung to to a bell, but it basically it sounds it's basically a sign like his kind of send off to music, like to secular music, to saying I love you, but I can't be with you. Yeah, and then he just he became a reverend and started. He's opened a church in Memphis, and 
and became like a pre preaching gospel singing preacher for a long time and didn't sing any secular music and then sometime in the 90s yeah like he started to to kind of get back into it again yeah, i'd be curious as to what the uh, trigger for that yeah, was yeah yeah but, ugh, but boiling, yeah and grits good god damn and peoples is also great uh, just a fantastic singer one of my favorite soul singers for sure very I good i love her all right uh, her music num- i don't know her number three number three there's no order this is not going through time it is not going through time because that would be weird and i can't do it that way so this song is by a band who had a great name. Uh, the original, the original. Uh, you know what? I got to look it up. Sure. Because I can't remember exactly what it was. So I'm just going to quickly. Is it a better name than the U.S. Mail? It's a better name than that. Uh, All right. Much better name. All right. For if you're going to call a band, because they changed their name, they changed their name, and and you might you might be able to tell why because the original name of this band <laughs> was the Nixon Lovers. <laughs> was not the Nixon Lovers. <laughs> they originally uh, they originally were called Dean Ford and the Gaylords. <laughs> they okay, changed yeah. their name. They changed their name in, in the in the uh, mid '60s to the Marmalade, which okay. is which was kind of more suitable to the, right. the psychedelic. Music and then of all the late those 60s. people got poisoned in that marmalade thing. <laughs> what marmalade thing? You know, you're making that the up. great Paddington incident. Mm. So let's listen to uh, the Marmalade and a little song uh, called "Something About the Rain." All right. Put it on the re- put it on the record player. Let's spin that disc. Let's spin this. Okay. Let me just get the record out of the. I'm gonna go get those two dogs and I'm gonna put them by the record player so they mm-hmm. can just listen. Put the 
Good job, Gaylords. Yeah, it's a good, great yeah. song. I remember G getting the second Nuggets box set um, the from the Rhino collection and uh, hearing that song on it back in, the, I guess, probably back in the 90s, sometime in the late 90s, early 2000s. And I never heard that song before, and it just made my top of my head explode. I was just like so excited by it. That's a really good box set, but they're, I really, what I really, I didn't like the kind of more, it's like a collection, because the first Nuggets box set is like uh, American Garage Rock. Okay. The second one is is supposed to be like from the the the, the uh, Empire and, and out from there, so it's sort of a lot of British stuff, and uh, but it's more, it's less garagey and more kind of psychedelic, and that's the part of it I like more. I don't really like the garage rock stuff as much as I like like the kind of stonesy stuff. I prefer the stuff like that. And that when those kind of songs came out, I was just like, what? When? Why haven't we heard this song before? Why did they play this on the Electric Lunch? Stupid Electric Lunch. Nice. Just give and they're the and what marmalade they're they're called? They're the marmalade. The marmalade. Yeah. Very good. Not the Gaylords. Not the Gaylords anywhere. Here, dumb trivia. What was a uh, name of comic strip that had a lead character called Gaylord in it? Was it Tumbleweeds? Nope. Was it, I don't know. Broomhilda. Oh, that's right. Broomhilda. Gaylord I it was, Buzzard. I knew it was a comic strip, but I couldn't remember that. We have, we have Gaylords at work. Like there's a person named Gaylord? No, they're not. But uh, they're, they're a name for a, a thick-walled cardboard box that sits on a pallet. Ah. It's called the Gaylord. And you say that at work, and people are always, they always titter. Cause they're like, <laughs> no, that's what they're called. That. It's, like, it's not a funny name. Yeah, and Weirdo. then when you, you also got a thing called a titter, and they laugh at that as well. Yeah, you just tittered. Yeah. <laughs> I just tittered. <laughs> So, uh, and what year was that? That one, sorry? That was from 1968. Very good. So, two from 68. Yeah. Yep. All right. Sorry. All right. We're really rocking the 68. Sorry to be so repetitive, everyone. No, it's okay. Feels like we're doing a plug for that uh, CNN uh, documentary that's coming up right now that's all about 1968. Will they have both those songs in it? No, they will not. No, they will not. (laughs) They will not. They will not. They will not. We know that much. Number Um, four. Number four with a bullet. No particular order. Do you random as fuck? I think I mentioned before how much I like Sunshine Pop. Oh, I really do like that scene. One of the kind of movers and shakers of that scene was a guy named Kurt Betcher. Oh, don't shake the pop that much. It's going to explode. Yeah. All right. Sunshine Thanks. Pop. Thank you for that. Um, I like, I'm glad that you bring the levity to this uh, little thing that we do. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to laugh. <laughs> so, um, no, no, you take your Sunshine Pop very seriously i do there's nothing funny about sunshine pop <laughs> all right a song of, I, hey i like it real dry i like it serious <laughs> that music came out of advertising jingle sir yeah uh so kurt betcher was a, a he was a producer a writer a singer songwriter producer who uh, had his fingers in a lot of pies in that, in that time gross but the thing about <laughs> the thing about the thing about uh <laughs> it's kind of gross actually Okay, Kurt, get your fingers out of all those pies. <laughs> he produced The Association. Okay. He, Along Comes Mary. It was a song that he produced Great for them. Song. And probably had a hand in writing, although his, he was denied songwriting credit because a friend kind of backstabbed him on it. And, uh, but he, yeah, he produced Association and he was involved with a lot of, a lot of acts, Sagittarius, for instance, the Millennium, like all these bands that, unless you're like a, 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 a Sunshine Pop freak, you've probably never heard of because for this, although there were like, Bands that did well with a, that kind of sound, like the Mamas and the Papas and stuff like that, uh, or influence had you know like um, had some influence in terms of like vocal sounds, like the Beach Boys. Um, the actual like sometime pop scene wasn't like very popular, hmm. so it was like popular on the West Coast, and bands that had that sound did well up and on the West Coast. But outside of that, it never really traveled very far. 
And so, uh, like I say, so even though like Kurt Betcher had like this incredibly talented group of people around him, like um, Sandy Salisbury and Michael Fennelly and stuff like that, these really good songwriters who, you know, created these kind of super groups, super sunshine pop groups, um, they just never went anywhere, although they're beautiful albums. But, um, and he uh, went on, he produced um, Elton John's Blue Moves album, which is an interesting album, it has a lot of great vocal uh, harmony on it. And he also, uh, Mia Culpa for Kurt Betcher, produced the, the disco version of, um, what is that song that, uh, Here Comes the Night, the, the Beach right. Boys song. They did like a, they did like a, it's on um, Wild Honey, but then mm-hmm. later on in the 70s, they did like this long uh, disco version of it. Do you know that song? It sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah, it's really awful. I could play it for you. It's on my phone. Oh, well, if it's, it's, it's awful, sure. Let's listen to it. Yeah, let's listen to a little bit. All right, this is a little bit of the awful version. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay. You're Here, welcome, everyone. Here's what that sounded like. Yeah. Uh, that sounded like uh, they got an artificial intelligence <laughs> to write a disco song. And they yeah. just fed it all these disco songs. Yeah, yeah. And they fed it Funky Town. That's... And they fed it all these other yeah. songs. And it went, got it, and it wrote this. Yeah. Well, I think that's exactly how those songs were written. Yeah. Uh, there's no other. There's no other excuse for them. Because there's a bit in there exist. that's just Funky Town. Like, yeah. It's just straight out Funky yeah. Town. Yeah. Okay. Do 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 do. Yeah. That's a good song. Funky Town, not that song. <laughs> yeah. It, Funky Town becomes a hit every uh, ten years or so, and then uh, someone else does a version of it, and it becomes a hit. It's like money. It's like every ten years or so, someone makes a hit out of that. Mm. Um. So. Uh, so here's my question. Yes, sir. Now I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm stretching a point here. By choosing this song that okay. I'm choosing. You're going to put too fine a point on it? Uh, <laughs> All right. But um, do you think if it has rainbow, that counts as rain? Uh, you can't. Because you ha- can't have rain without, you can't have a rainbow without rain. Sure you can. Look in some gasoline. Sometimes when it's spilled on the road. It's <laughs> not like rainbow. Uh, sure looks like it. You know what? I'm going to accept it. We'll allow it. Are we allowing it? We're allowing it. Okay. Because you didn't, you also played that other song. So we're, we're, we're covered for rain. We're good. All right. So um, would you play? Okay. How about this? Would uh would my umbrella work as a song for this? Was it like a song my umbrella? By Rihanna song? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's about rain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very good. All right. If that's what you want to listen to. Hey, you know, it's a popular song. I don't tell you my problems. What? Have you ever heard this show? Jesus Christ! (laughs) I guess I do tell you my problems. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, can we rewind the tape, please? All right. Okay. Here we go. Here's uh, uh, Kurt Betcher with a song called "I Call You My Rainbow." Very good. I call you, I call you. I call you, I call you. 
call you, I call you, I call you love only more. Oh, oh, oh. I call you my rainbow. I call you my rainbow. The masterful arranger, and uh, yeah, that album. What's the great thing about living? Speaking of nostalgia, <laughs> like that's a great thing about living at our time is that album was unreleased when he when he was working on it in the early seventies. Oh, okay. Um, he had signed a deal with Elektra Records because Jack Holtzman, the the owner of Elektra, was such a huge fan of Begin by the Millennium that he wanted Kurt Betcher to be on the label. So Betcher did an album that took him a long time to finish uh, because he decided to kind of emulate Emmett Rhodes and, uh, and this other guy he met, uh, this other musician he'd met, I can't remember his name now, who were doing like one-man band sort of albums. And so he decided, oh, I'm going to do that too. But problem when you do that, it takes you a long time because you're having to lay all these tracks down and then, you know, you're doing the drums and then you're doing your bass and then you're, you know, and then you might want to change something so then you have to go back in and, you know, so it's, it's a complicated process to... To do a one man, like a do a, I'm gonna play all of my own instruments sure. albums. Just ask Prince, and yeah, um, it's difficult for me. I do a one man podcast here. You do a one man podcast, yeah, and I do this. You character. carry the show. Well, yeah. no, no, I do this character oh. called David. Yep, and uh, it's really it's it's tricky because yeah. he's he knows a lot of stuff about music I don't know. Yes. <laughs> So, so really, I've got to really do a lot of research, yeah, and then yeah. I got to pretend like I'm this other guy who's all duh. I don't know what that is, and I sound like a bit of a dope uh, to play uh, opposite the character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Intentionally. Uh, to intentionally, yeah. Uh, but people seem to enjoy it, so we'll see how it well, goes. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I've been doing it for a lot of episodes. This character, yeah, yeah, really trying to mix it up. I've noticed that. I'm thinking of uh, giving him that uh, British accent I did earlier. Though. See if uh, see how people like that. Oh, really? Yeah. A sort of an upper crust accent, or more of a, yeah, I can't even do a. Uh, I yeah, I was going to do it as uh, I was going to do it as Edward G. Robertson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Edward yeah, G. Robertson. If he was born I was in England, to, I was trying to come down into a to a more. Uh, yeah, she. I want some fish and chips. She. Yeah, give me here. Uh, yeah, look at me. I married the Queen of England. She. Yeah, the royal family. Very, uh, very man, nice. You mugs. Very nice. Well, let's 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 end that conversation while I still have some some dignity. Sure. And let's let's go with uh, number five. Number five. A little song I like to call. How many Jacksons have we got? Five. Jacksons. Five Jacksons. Okay. Why? Because that's Jackson Five. Oh. Are you familiar with the Jackson Five? Yes, I am. Is my character David familiar with the Jackson Five, or is that the one little uh, little uh, blot in his uh, thing? Never heard of the Jacksons. Yeah. Who? What? what? Who's that? Um, I have heard of the Jacksons, and I think much like the Jackson Five, yeah. there's going to be other members that we're going to hear like immediately afterwards. I like them. I like that bubblegum soul. Though I do feel here's my feelings about the Jackson Five yep. with that uh, "I Want You Back" song. Yeah, screw that kid. Like you know, uh, well, he he didn't want her around. Yeah. But now now that she, she's seeing someone else and she's yeah. happy, he wants her back. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, fuck you. You you let her be happy. Yeah. If she's happy, you want her back. Well, what have you got to offer? You're like a six year old kid. Like to be fair, one day you'll be Michael Jackson, and there'll be a brief window where that's a good thing. You know what's interesting is if you if you go back and listen to a lot of soul music from that time period. That little whoa part of that song, where mm-hmm. kind of, kind of, it's a common thing that was used in a lot of songs at that time. All right. It's interesting. It is a very good song, though. Very good song. Produced by The Corporation. It is the theme song to the Jackson 5 cartoon show as well. I Want You Back? 
Yes. Not ABC. No, it is not. Yeah. It was on ABC. Oh, yeah. I don't so why wouldn't they? It? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just making that up. Uh, let's listen to this song. Sure. And we'll now talk that about I've distracted you with thoughts of Jackson 5. We'll talk about it after. Sure. Okay. Here we go. From the 80s. Theme of rain. Theme of rain from the 80s. Here we go. Actually, you know what? I've changed my mind. <laughs> We're going to listen to this song instead. <laughs> okay. It did sound like a Hinterland Who's Who, though, didn't it? The opening? Mm. Yeah, it had a little bit of that. It did have a little bit of that. The groundhog Sorry to be is so found bad. in the ground, which it hogs. For more information on the groundhog, all Sparks oh, Street, man, just, Ottawa. I'm so up and down on this. I, you don't know which one to play. I'm going to play this song. I'll keep playing this song. All right. Keep playing this song. We're back to it. Sorry. Oh. You just bailed hard on it. I did, and I'm still kind of up in the air about it. I'm looking at the other song I want to play. <sighs> Got to make a choice. Got to make a choice. Okay. We're going to play this song. All right. Is we're it the one we were already listening to? No. Oh. We're going to go, go, we're gonna go to a different song. All right. Set the other one on fire. All right. So, here we go. Sorry, everyone. I'm indecisive. If you want to hear the other one, Shazam! What you just heard. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and and see what see what it I'll, was. I'll mention it in the uh, bubbling. All under. right, here it's, we go. Now it's bubbling under. Yeah, here we go. To hell with it. Take me in and draw the rain Take me in and draw the rain 
Nice. I really did like that song. So you, you might know that song from the uh, High Fidelity soundtrack. I do know Because they play that. that song in the record store. I do know that song he from says, the High Fidelity. He says, we're going to sell three CDs or whatever, and he puts that song on, and people are like, oh, and they wanted to buy the three EPs single. That's the beta band, the best live show I've ever seen in my life. Oh, the beta, wow. The okay. first beta band show I saw. And actually, the second and third were no, were no slouches. I really, they're a really great live band. And that three EPs collection is fantastic. I will admit that their later albums are problematic. And I think that they didn't understand what made them good. That's they themselves tough, didn't understand that's it. That's a tough thing to, to know. Yeah. That's a really tough thing to know. Sure. I think we suffer from that as well. Yep, probably. And I think that, uh, yeah, and I just feel like they... They kind of let let some of their interesting parts of what they did go to over-focus on other things that people were maybe... Like, they just... You know what I mean? Like, they were yeah. listening to critics maybe too much and, and, and not not themselves it's a it's a hard and it's a problem yeah it's, it's a, a hard, hard thing. thing yeah when something uh takes off and is uh is, is really accepted oh boy it's it's gonna be it can be it can be tricky yeah do you do more of that or yeah. do you do more of what led to that mm-hmm. or do you yeah it's a that's a thing i like though i love you bailing on a song and just going for another song it reminds <laughs> me of when we were doing our uh, beach boys podcast and like in the middle of the first episode yeah. you went like fuck it we're doing Beatles," and then we, <laughs> and we were like, what but i've done all this research no and you just threw the papers away and it yeah. was like immediately we had to do the yeah. Beatles. I know. Yeah. Sometimes you got to change. Your, sometimes you got to go with your gut. You got to mix it up. You got to mix it up. You got to go with your gut. You got to you got to let let your uh, let your gut tell you what to do. What no. what is right? What 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 is the thing that's the best thing to do? And what you're wondering? Yeah. Is there a sixth song? I was gonna I was gonna ask oh. you, and I was gonna go like, look, I need you to be straight with me. Yep. Uh, is there a sixth song? There is. Okay. Is this like the Sixth Sense? The movie The Sixth Sense. This and is like the, the song, Sixth Sense. And you've been a ghost this whole time. I have. <laughs> I have been a goat this whole time. Oh, a goat? Yeah. Oh, damn nanny state. <laughs> okay, um, no, I got a better joke. I got okay, a better joke. Okay. Hey, Dave. I've been a goat all this time. Oh, quit kidding around. Hmm. Huh? Is everybody? You know what I say? Gruff. C- can it. <laughs> what? You know, goats eat cans. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, this song, this is... I I've take... also heard that goats and geese and sheep better scurry. Oh. Uh, if, in fact, you live out in Surrey. <laughs> if, you, if you're coming in, in your Surrey? <laughs> Sure, with the fringe on top. With the yes. fringe on top. Uh, also, now, I've heard what? that uh, what? What Dozy, heard? Dozy eats oats. Dozy yeah. dotes. I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take you way back into my childhood. Oh, okay. Because when I was All a- right, let's put on the time-traveling hats. When I was a kid. Whoop. Okay. When I was a kid. Oh, the air's so clean. <laughs> uh, I'm going to play with your dog while you tell me this story. Sure. Hey, Scruff. Scamp. Scamp. Sorry, Scamp. Scamp. Come here. What was your dog's name? Scamp? Scamp, yeah. Scamp. 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 Who's this dog, Scruff, that's next to him? <laughs> I have no idea who Scruff is. Oh, Scruff, fuck off. Yeah, get him out of here. I, 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 get him I, out of here. Okay, I'll play with Scruff. What a bum. Yeah, he's a Scruff. Um, just going to throw a ball for him. So, let me just find what yeah, I'm boy. looking for here. Now, I just want to say this. Sure. Yeah, keep playing with the ball. I'm doing, doing some mime while you're doing I want, <laughs> I want to take you back to my, to my childhood because... How old are you at this time? I was... In elementary school, maybe grade five, grade four or five. Oh, okay. Awkward years. And I didn't have... no Growth spurt, yeah. They weren't awkward at all. Grade four or five? Grade five? Yeah. Is it awkward? No. Oh, your body's starting to bloom, becoming a man? No, oh, I was a late starter. Oh, okay. Then you're fine. Um, So, I didn't have any records. I had an, I had a, uh, an Aristocats record player. <laughs> but coincidentally, I didn't have an Aristocats soundtrack. I had bread, bed knobs and broomsticks. Okay, I had an Aristocats uh, soundtrack, oh, but I did nice. not have an Aristocats record player. We should have been friends back then, yeah, but we were on other sides of the country. <laughs> Sad. Um, 
I had a uh, record that was a collection of 50 songs my parents gave me. Okay. Had the crew cut Shaboom Shaboom. No, it was just like generic, like songs of the 50s or, you know, Mm -hmm. 10 best songs of the 50s, which it wasn't quite true because it had Commander Cody and his Lost Planet Airmen doing Hot Rod Lincoln. And that was a song (laughs) from the 70s, people. Would you, let me ask you a quick question. Sure. Would you ever go to the library and get albums and play it on your record player? I did. Not, no, not then. It was when I was older. Okay. Then I didn't, I didn't realize that was a thing. Because when I was a kid, our, our library wasn't really great. It was, um, it was a part. It was in the high school. It was in Centennial High. Had the public library in its library, so it wasn't like a great library. Um, I had goofy grades. Okay. I had a. I had a um, collection of. Um, Camera was called now, but it'd been fantastic. I had a KTEL collection. Sure. Had beat me to the punch on it by uh, Charity Brown. Um, it also had Wildfire, which I hated that song. And then I had a record. It was called. It was a great record. It was. It was a Dr. Seuss record was the cat in the hat sing-along oh do you know this record no i do not oh i love that record when i was a kid and most of the songs in there aren't great are they based on events of the doctor of the no they're totally they're all original songs as far as i know uh, anyone famous on it that was playing like the cat in the hat or anything no no no. it was just uh, like a a group of singers okay is the cat in the hat supposed to be singing no no he's just leading he's playing the piano i guess okay (laughs) i don't know that's true he does play the piano yeah so Which gonna, is difficult for him because he's only got four fingers. I'm going to play you a song. So a standard scale would be a nightmare for that guy to play. I'm going to play you a song Yeah, that I love to this day. From the Cat in the Hat. From the Cat in the Hat songbook. Oh, well. Which I still have. I still own this album. Wow. I, I love it so much. Okay. And I love this song so much. It's a, it's a little bit of onomatopoeia, so we're going to play it right now. Okay. Everyone ready for the song? It's called Rainy Day in Utica, New York. <laughs> trip, 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 trip. fits well into it yeah Whoop. Oh, I oh my god again. i started again oh oh no oh my god stop it no break your phone it's cursed okay there we go um 
liked it once, would not want to hear it again. Um, <laughs> well, I was curious. I actually made you listen to all of it uh, because I was thinking, oh, this is kind of funny because you, when you listen to a song that I play, you always listen to the lyrics really carefully. Yeah. I can hear you, like you listen yeah. and you have your yeah. eyes closed and you're yeah. like paying super I'm close attention to, to the lyrics. process it yeah. as deeply as I can. That song uh, does adhere very well, though, to Cat in the Hat um, continuity. Yeah, a rainy day. Yeah, it's like uh, it was mm. too wet to go out, it was too wet to play. That's right. So we stayed in our house on the cold, cold, wet sure, day. Sure. That song would have been a great song to play right before the story. <laughs> like if there was the credits to The Cat in the Hat, sure. that would have been a good drip, drop, yeah. drip, bop. Been been perfect off, off the top. Uh, yeah, you're right. You showed me the cover, which is The Cat in the Hat playing piano. Yeah. With both of his hands off the piano. That's no way to play piano. <laughs> well, he's, uh, he's so he's, excited. He's got the finger coming down, yeah. like a Victor Borgia type yeah, situation. Yeah. I would assume that his tail enters into the playing at some point because, <laughs> again, be he's got gig. four fingers. It'd be a good gig. Yeah. So a standard, it would be very difficult for him to play yeah. a standard song, but unless he added his tail to the mix. Well, he would have to play the full chord every time. He could leave out, a, leave out part of the, this, the harmony. This is true. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't tell you how much I love that song as a, as a kid. I just thought it was the greatest thing in the world that you just have singers sing a, a rain a rainstorm sure. and i still i still think it's great i just like i really like um harmony singing and so i think that's a really good example of of good now i don't want to tell you how to live singing. your life you know but i anything. have a suggestion for you sure you're in choir yep okay well singing a church choir it's not sure. we cannot sing that song in church choir yes you can no i can't yes you can how so because because you do the story of Noah. Oh, okay. And you go like, oh, uh, and then and then the rain yeah. began, and then drip, 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 drop, drop, dibble, 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 drip, drop, drop, dip, 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 drop, drop, drop. It fits perfectly into the story of Noah. And then everyone enjoys it, and they have a good time, and they all like picture the rain coming down for Noah. Then you move on to the to the other thing. You you get that in there. How often do you talk about the Noah story? Not very often, Not very probably. Often, it doesn't really come up. There's no real reason to actually yeah. do it. But if you're ever doing one for kids, yeah, be a good one to throw in. There you go. Full Noah story. There you go. Yeah, it's always good to terrify kids with stories of the earth being submerged by water. You know what? I don't think kids are terrified by that story because the idea of being on a boat with every animal is so cool that, that you true. forget about all the people drowning. You're just like, <laughs> yeah. that'd be so great. great. Love you're going to be with every animal yeah. on a boat? It's great. Yeah, lovely story. You were not gonna be. You're not gonna be scared as a kid. Once again, it ha- well, I don't want to go into that story. Which story? No, in the art. It's just. It's a weird. It's a. It's. it's there's a, problems. It's a weird part. Yeah, it's not. That there's problems. It's just that it didn't matter because the story is, has. It's a metaphorical story. It's not a true history sure. story. So they they knew that it was impossible that yeah. people would that that would happen, and then the people who who survive are all family, and yet they keep the they keep the thing going. Like that it's not you know they just they know that's patently not true. I so. uh, I'm a big fan of uh, this artist uh, Kyle Baker, and I went to mm. uh, his cartoonist did uh, yep. um, Why I Hate Saturn. Yep. did a book on King David. Sure, uh, he's an amazing cartoonist. Uh, does a bunch of animation. Um, and I went to uh, a, a little panel that he did once. It was yeah. like a real intimate panel. And he was getting into how, you know, the amazing thing about like DC Comics is they can't sell a Bugs Bunny comic book. It's like, you can't do it. They can't. They can't make money off Bugs Bunny. Everyone else in the world can make money off Bugs Bunny. For some reason, DC Comics can't make money off Bugs Bunny. And he went like, you know what would make all the money? is like if someone did, and I'm trying to sell this, story of Noah. You do a really good Noah story. You animate it really, really well. Visuals, it's amazing. You get wisecracking animals. It would just be the best. And so forever, he's been trying to sell a story of Noah. Okay. So whenever I think of the story, and I want to say to him, no, it wouldn't. 
that's a terrible idea. <laughs> because at the core of it, you've got all these people on Earth dying, mm. and no one's going to get beyond that horrific image. If you hear it read to you, yeah. or see it in a storybook, you, you don't have to see that. But if I'm seeing visually animated, the world drowning. Yeah. I don't care how many wise cracking animals, those guys are all sons of bitches if they're all just like about like the, the drowning. I guess drowners. your way around it is to make the people who drown so unpleasant to Noah that they're drowning, you're just kinda of like, well, they didn't listen to him and they're a bunch of jerks. So. You can be, you can sort of get away with it in a movie if you have them okay, if you're like a hunchback of Notre Dame and you have them die at the end. Then it's like, okay, and then we right to the end, you don't have time to even think about that that guy fell in molten lava and how horrific that was. Yeah. Or she fell off, or the witch, or the queen fell off the thing and fell to her death. It's okay. But if you have it at the beginning, it's in your head for so long, and yeah. the most graphic, horrible thing <laughs> is there. Yeah. yeah. You know, And then God going like, uh, I'm not going to ever do that again. Here's a rainbow. You know, it sounds pretty good, but who knows? Who knows what, what, what the situation is? Doesn't, it doesn't work. What you got to do is you got to start with uh, them all on the ark. Start with them all in the ark. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's it. And then they have a couple of flashbacks of him building the thing. But you then, then the rain starts and you don't show the world being yeah. killed. And then you have all your wisecracking animals. Did you know there, there's a rain song? Well, there's actually two rain songs, but there's a rain song by, um, by, um, the Violent Femmes about Noah. No. Yeah. On their second album. Very nice. I didn't put, choose put, it, but put a link to it on the on the page Maybe if you I feel will. like it. Maybe I will. So, uh, folks, if you want to, uh, Dave, I could, have I could have chosen that one too. I don't know. I just didn't feel like it. If you want Dave to do a little bit of sing song uh ding dong, uh, then the whole reason I did this was so I could play drip 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 drop 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 diddle 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 drip drop drop dip 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 drop 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 double 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 drop drop dibble 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 and dip 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 dub 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 alkala will do our best but send us a send us a little note alkala lake will do our best there you go we'll 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 give us a theme but the the thing is, unlike you know what certain people have done, and we're going to look the other way this time, uh, you got to send us a song with that theme in mind. Yes, with with what you think. Because rules are rules. Your... Rules are made to be broken. They have been broken this one time. Yeah. But if they're broken a second time, the whole system falls apart. That's uh, true. One of the th one other thing. Yep. Is uh, we're going to be doing this uh, segment every second week. That's right. For the next we've little got while. a Marx Brothers podcast. Yeah. Uh, that we're that we've got coming up, so we're gonna go off and on and off and on, and uh, and also just because uh, you know, just for variety's sake, yeah, we're gonna mix it up because you know, blech, doing the same thing for too long is such a bore. There you go. That's so get in while I'm still interested in this, folks. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, Dave used to have a son and got bored with him. Yeah, just got rid of him. Yep. So you know, you gotta mix it up a bit. Yep. Um. So yeah, if you want to, if you want to get in on this action. Uh, then send us an email that is at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com, or go directly to the source. Go to our web uh, page, uh, sneakydragon.com, and uh, post on the message board there uh, yeah. what, what, what you have to say. Or go to Facebook. You know, you're on Facebook anyway. Go to our page on there. I put up some videos on there. Dave put up, puts up videos on sneakydragon.com. Or go to Twitter and see if, did we post some stuff? I don't know. Maybe. That's uh, sneaky underscore dragon. Also on Tumblr, sneaky.dragon.tumblr. Uh, and we've got a Patreon page as well. If you want to go there, uh, look, I'm not going to say you got to throw us a couple of bucks. But if you want to throw us a couple of bucks, we'll go thanks for a couple of bucks. That'd be fine. Yeah. You know what? For the price of a cup of coffee... In the uh, late 80s, yes, you will get yourself 
some encyclopedias that Dave has not sold that he has yep, in his basement. They are okay. I'm going to tell you, they could not have more spiders in them. <laughs> spiders laid eggs. Spiders. Those spiders laid eggs. Yes. They have generations on generations of yeah, spiders. Now you know why they're. And you in might the be asking, like, do they get deadlier with each generation? Yes. Yes. Oh, you wish they were black widows. Yep. You've never heard of Encyclopedia Britannicus, the spider. <laughs> It's a very smart it's spider. It's a very smart and They very have large been spider. reading a lot of yeah. ways to kill yeah. a person over the years. Yeah, it can tell, tell you a lot about yourself before it kills you. Yeah. It doesn't say very much, actually, because it's a spider. But, you know, you look into its many eyes, it will say a lot. Yeah. And one of those eyes has a single tear. And what's that for? You. Because it will mourn your death. <laughs> it's a sad... It's a, a philosophical yeah. murderer. <laughs> it's a philosophical murdering spider. Yeah. Oh, man, I like that idea quite a bit. <laughs> you know, listen, we're going to tell Kyle Baker, forget the Noah idea, the philosophical murdering spider. Jump on I'm that. Gonna... Jump on board that, Kyle. Yeah, the Black Widower. <laughs> so good. Uh, thanks go. so much for listening. I have been uh, Ian Boothby. I've been David Dedder. One more thing. One week will be a week older. Go ahead. One more thing. Well, that's very good. We'll never be this uh, young again. Go. <laughs> thanks for reminding us. Uh, just a quick thanks to Chris Roberts, who wrote in and gave us the clip showing that there was rock and roll on Star Trek. Yep. And it was pretty terrible. Yep, that is true. So thanks for that, Chris. Thanks for thanks for straightening us out. We appreciate it. All right. See you next week. Uh, next week, Dave will be hosting. And also, very soon, uh, Full Marks, the Marx Brothers podcast. So clear yourself some time for that. Thanks for listening to us for an enormously long period of time. Bye. Bye, everyone. Drip, 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 drop, drop, drop. Piddle, piddle, piddle. Dip, dip, dip. You'll have to pee after hearing this song. <laughs>
talking to your microphone sure i can i can talk for as long as you want yeah that's good little, is that that's good? good all right fair enough you just sounded a little quiet but i think i did you were quiet uh... kept to myself no one expected it to happen <laughs> the timid podcaster that's right he seemed really even tempered and then one day snap <laughs> one day long podcast rant <laughs> all right anytime you want to start feel free to go